Hello. Welcome to the return of You Should Listen to This. Uh, my name is Jackson Buns, and I'm here with Darby Larson. I'm Darby Larson. This is my voice. That, that is so his you know. voice. I'm not uh, speaking to myself. I'm not a uh, connoisseur of mimicry. Uh, we're recording from a different place than usual. Uh, it's been a long time since we've recorded. Um, consider this our Beatles rooftop performance. <laughs> Uh, except we're going to keep doing it. Who has the best mustache, though? That is the real question in this rooftop performance. <laughs> um, you have a mustache, I don't. Exactly. So I therefore, you win. Uh, yeah, it's been a minute. Um, do you want to explain why we haven't put anything out in a while? So basically, we ran into some logistical uh, errors and issues. Um, it's a very managerial way of saying that. <laughs> well, I'm a managerial guy. So basically what happened was we hit the cap on SoundCloud, which is where we were uploading everything to. That's where our RSS feed was. It's a whole thing. We hit a cap on hours we could put on there. So us being like, oh, well, then fuck SoundCloud. We'll just go to a different podcasting hosting site or whatever. Yeah. So we tried a couple different ones, and we tried. it took a long time to move some files around a couple times. You know, probably spent like three hours trying to do that multiple occasions and the geniuses we are we didn't realize that there is an option on soundcloud to just pay like 16 bucks and get unlimited uploading which is about the same as it would have cost to upload a limited amount of podcasts on like libsyn or lisbon or whatever the fuck it's called libsyn, libsyn. yeah lisbon lisbon <laughs> <laughs> so uh we're Stupid. We're fucking idiots. That's what it is. Yeah. We literally. I could like, quote Alex Jones, but <laughs> there was that. I want to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was that one evening where we were just trying to get the blog spot set up, oh, yeah. and I we were both looking at fucking like articles on how to like host podcasts through Blogspot, and we were just like, no, no, if you try this. <laughs> Jamie pulled it up. <laughs> um, yeah, it was an entire evening of trying to do that, and we couldn't get it to work. And then I found an article that said, "Oh yeah, Blogspot doesn't work." Yep. So we tried. We Libsyn. spent so much time getting shit up on Blogspot too. Had so nice. much time. We tried Libsyn, and what was the problem with Libsyn? Well, it's just like you pay like what, like five bucks, and you get like five hundred megabytes to upload, which is shit. I thought it was only fifty. I thought I don't know. It was like a very small amount. It was not enough to. Yeah, it was whatever. We could it was. upload like one, and yeah. then we'd have to wait a month for it to get archived and then upload another. Because we're big stupid and uh, we we don't compress our files really. We just do fucking raw waves. Well, and if you compress it too much to the point where you could upload more than one thing at a time on that much space, it ends up sounding like audio from a flash cartoon on like Newgrounds or something. Yeah, we like sound like fucking nineteen twenties commentators. Like we're commentating the Zeppelin races. <laughs> yeah. We have the fucking bugle and we're Hell yeah. Yeah. This I'm, is a bit. This is this is a bit. <laughs> from something else. <laughs> oh yeah. That's the thing. Uh, timestamp. We'll fucking I don't know, I'll find what fucking episode that is. Send it to Bernie. Yeah. Send it to Bernie. Uh, no one gets either of those references. They might. No. They might. Um, but yeah, we're big stupid, and we didn't know that we could just fucking <laughs> use SoundCloud for this, which is literally the easiest way to do it. And like, 
I don't know why I didn't think of it because there's like two different podcasts that I've listened to in the past that I don't really keep up with anymore, but they use SoundCloud and I never thought, how did they do it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Sleepy Cast, they exclusively use SoundCloud. Yeah, for that's their true. Show, or they used to. I don't really listen anymore. to it on iTunes because that's just because I'm a fucking Apple kid. Apple boy. Apple boy. <laughs> um, but Steve Jobs is baby boy. Yo, that's why I fucking eat the, like, two slices of bread and a pear each day, because that's apparently what his fucking <laughs> diet was, and that's what gave him cancer, probably. You know what gave him cancer is he used Apple products. Yo, I fucking <laughs> fingers crossed. I can't wait for the fucking diagnosis. Oh, shit. Yo, GoFundMe, though, I get, I'll get, yo, if I got cancer tomorrow, just think of how much money I'd get on GoFundMe. Cause like probably knows, upwards of like twenty dollars. Probably more than twenty dollars. I feel like <laughs> I, I said get upwards. Upwards, I I'd probably get more than twenty dollars of like sympathy money from like my friends, hmm. or maybe my like rich uncle will like toss a hundred in there. You put that much faith in your friends to give you cancer money? I think. I what think gonna... cumulatively, all of my friends, eventually, someone will toss in like ten bucks. But yeah, that's my that's instead of working a shit job. For, like shit money I'm just gonna start a GoFundMe <laughs> just tell everyone you have cancer on GoFundMe yeah we should go through a, on GoFundMe and see how many people we can find that are definitely faking the fact that they have some sort of terminal illness I've like I wouldn't say personally known but like known from like mutual 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 friends mm-hmm. people who have lied about having illnesses or diseases to get money um, like I'm not, I don't know the, I don't remember the details, but there was a, there was a woman involved in, like, the music scene, I think in, like, Maryland or something like that, that it was this whole thing that she got diagnosed with cancer, and, um, this was years ago, like, this was probably 10, 15 years ago now, I think, um, and it just later eventually came out that she did have cancer, and she just took the money and fucking ran with it. Which, like, is fucking, fucking terrible. Horrible. It's fucking terrible. Like, I'm not making fun of people with cancer when I say that I'm gonna fake having cancer, because I'm not gonna do that. Because the way that my luck works, I'm gonna get diagnosed soon. Yeah. Like, I guarantee it. Yeah. I've, I've fucking drink too many energy drinks. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get kidney stones. That's what's gonna happen. Everyone knows if you make fun of something horrible long enough, it happens to you. Like how yeah. I make fun of children with like mental diseases, and my kid's probably gonna be the most fucked up person of all. Yeah, that's because you're play a terrible Minecraft person. Like twenty four seven. It's because I got Shit. vaccinated. I have to fucking edit that out. No, we'll probably we're gonna edit that. Out. <laughs> I'll do that. I might make a vaccination joke later, but um, I'm not editing. Yeah, let's edit this. I'm not editing this out at all. <laughs> this is good shit. <laughs> Wait, hang on, hang on. Folks at home, folks at home, if you want us to edit it out, let us know. (laughs) (laughs) That's how that works. Okay, I'm going to make a loud noise so we know when to cut. Oh, no, I'm not cutting cutting this. Okay, I'm leaving because we're cutting it. (laughs) (laughs) Ah! Okay. Okay, we're cutting it. All right. Oh, that was a good bit. I don't know where where we fucking left off. This is a music podcast. Alright, so we just cut a whole thing. This is a music Maybe. podcast. <laughs> we might have cut a whole thing. <laughs> We're gonna cut it, I fucking swear to God. <laughs> I'll edit it personally. Yeah. I'll steal your computer and edit it. You can't steal anything. Uh, but my thunder. <laughs> ah, God, this is a music podcast and we're gonna talk about music instead of fucking 
going off the rails, which we're going to do again. It's going to happen. But we're going to talk about music. Um, been a minute. I think the last one we uploaded was fucking... <laughs> what? I just thought about you going off on that thing and then just going like... So do you want me to leave the faking cancer bit in? <laughs> oh, we're keeping the faking oh, okay. cancer bit. No, because we're I keeping... can leave this in too. No, cool. yeah, well let's keep all this in. <laughs> we can keep the faking cancer GoFundMe conversation, but like as soon as it starts to derail from that, we're going, we're cutting it, okay? <laughs> you mean once I start talking about children with mental illness? Well, mental illness is not well, the Well, not, not mental illness. I gotta cut yeah. that. Fuck. No, just keep it. We can reference what you said. But you, know, you know, like yeah. autism. Exactly. My bad. Every day I curse my parents for vaccinating me. Um, <laughs> I've straight up, con- I've straight up considered texting my mom at like three in the morning because she, my mom always texts me at really weird hours, and normally it's like a photo of like an art project I made when I was five, mm-hmm. or like an excerpt from, a, like, a children's book for some reason, I consider just, uh, like, texting my mom and being like, every single day, I curse you for vaccinating me. <laughs> it's on a scheduled message. It's on, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a bot that texts my mom at, like, varying times between, like, 1 and 3 a.m. just says, I fucking hate you for vaccinating me. You should figure out, you know how they have those things that give, like, phony phone numbers or whatever? Oh, I should, yeah, like Star Six Nine, like when you used to be able to like call people and like was it Star Six Nine or Star Six Eight where you could call I people? I think st- your it was Star Six Nine calls back. I think Star Six Seven is the one that. Star Six Seven is the one where it doesn't. I yeah, I'm just so. gonna start calling Star Six Seven my own mother at like varying hours and just be like, "Why do you vaccinate me?" Did you ever use four one one? For the information number. <laughs> yeah, because if you call four one one or whatever, you can get like just directly connected to someone yeah yeah i've yeah i have a weird story about using 411 actually go go ahead oh uh, okay so when i don't know if you kids know this but back in the day um they didn't have caller id really i mean it was a thing but like not as many places had it as they do now i had a home phone growing up i had a landline yeah 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 anyway so me and my friends would make like prank calls and shit. Oh, absolutely. But this was also before we had access to like an actual computer or anything. So if yeah. you call four one one and you're like, I need to be connected to fucking Burger King in this place. Walmart, Walmart, Bentonville, Arkansas. Yeah, they'll do it. Yeah. So we did that like a whole bunch one day uh-huh. at my grandparents' house, and what we didn't realize is, I don't know if that I okay, I don't know if this is true, but I just remember. A couple weeks after that, my grandparents yelling really loud about who used 411 so many times. And I think when you use 411, you get an extra charge. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you get a charge. Yeah. And we fucking, like, just, it was, like, 411, like, use, like, a million fucking times. I think it's, like, like they have a minute rate on, like. Yeah. But. We used it a lot. The only time I ever used 411 was. When I was, like, I think I was coming home from, like, Waterloo with uh, my mom and my sister, and we were just driving home, and there was, I was the only one with a cell phone at the time, I think I was, like, 13 or 14, either, like, the cell phones were dead, because I'm pretty sure they had them at that point, but we were just driving along the road, mm-hmm. and there was a bunch of just cows out of their, like, fence, they were just in the road, just chilling, and, like, you don't call 911 because cows are, like, cows exist, no. like, they're cows, but they're not where they should be. Um, 
Is there an emergency <laughs> wrangler number? Yeah, is there like a <laughs> 902? No, Jesus. 311. 311 is the emergency <laughs> wrangler. Is it an emergency cow wrangler? Or is it an emergency like you get a pair of wrangler jeans if you call 311? Because <laughs> I feel like I feel like the average 311 fan probably owns a pair of wranglers. Probably. Probably less pairs of wranglers than they have like Jinkos. Oh but... yeah. No, I called the 411 number because I wanted to find out if there's a number you can call that's like non-emergency. Like, it's like an emergency, but it's not an emergency. <laughs> like, you don't need like fire trucks coming to like shoe the cows back into their fucking pasture. Right. But I was just like, there probably shouldn't be cows out here. Because <laughs> there's like four or five of all those. <laughs> and of course, like, in my fucking mom, I love her to death, in her infinite wisdom, she had me call. Which I was a 13-year-old, and I was, like, supposed to, like, like, you know how I speak now. I, I don't speak the best. <laughs> the way I word things is kind of weird. Me at 13 was <laughs> so fucking stupid. <laughs> and I distinctly remember, I call, uh, there was a non-emergency number. I think you had to, like, put, like, a zero or something before something, but yeah. I, I called... And I distinctly remember just the first thing I they like said like hey what, what what do you need to talk to us about or something like that I was just like there's cows <laughs> <laughs> they probably thought you were high they probably thought I was a fucking six year old <laughs> there's cows I literally I was literally just like there's cows and <laughs> they're the not where they need out. to be the cows are <laughs> put on like a southern twang to my voice the cows. You're like the extra in like a, a Pixar movie where the barnyard animals escape or is that a fucking th- whatever. You're like yeah, the like extra, the like the, the cows are like cu- like running through like the main street in yeah. a town, and I'm like looking out from like a store window, just yeah. being like, "There's you, cows." You fucking drop your ice cream and shit. Yeah, I'm and like yeah, the intro of the Goonies where fucking Chuck throws his fucking ice cream into the fucking oh yeah <laughs> against the window or whatever. Yeah, I think he also says the fucking just strip says the F slur. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure uh, he yells they it. Don't, do they drop any F bombs in there? They drop. They drop the S bomb. They do drop the S bomb. The shit word. The shit word. <laughs> but I think they definitely drop uh, like drop the F word that we can't say. <laughs> like not the fuck word, but the. Uh, oh. Yeah, they say the other one. <laughs> that word. Yeah, I'll pull up the scene later. But I'm pretty sure he just yells like you. That is a good echo. I hope that. Caught... <laughs> Oh, this thing's picking up all the echo. Oh, it's picking up all the echo? Yeah. I'm pretty sure they say that word. Um, music. Oh, yeah, Fuck. yeah, yeah. We, yeah, need yeah, to get, yeah. we need to get back to shit. Nah, um, I think people enjoy hearing that. I hope so. <laughs> We're going to do some <laughs> editing on this one. Uh, <laughs> We're going to cut, like, three minutes out. Nah, that's fine. We'll make up for it. Uh, so, you have a very extensive list on what you wanted to talk about. Because, like, after all this time away... <laughs> After all this time away, you've just been writing in your fucking field notes every single day about what you want to talk about when we finally get together to record. Can you please list off, like, it'll take a minute, but, like, just go through it because there's some gold in there. Uh, I'll pull up my note as well. Federal income. Oh, shit, that's something else. (laughs) We can talk about federal income tax if you want to. I'm not very well versed, but. Uh, All right. Oh, there it is. Okay, so here's... Okay. This might take a while. So okay. we got a uh, self-defense family. All right. Which is something you wanted to talk about that I just wrote down. Yeah, that's true. So that doesn't and that's count. that's just the top of the list. So that doesn't count. So we'll scratch that. And then 
uh, DIY, and that's all. That that's it. Did you write big? <laughs> big? Did you write big? Did you use big oh, letters? I believe in conserving paper. That's fair. That's why you use field notes and spend ten dollars on a fucking notebook. Yeah, you get three of them, sir. Oh shit, that's true. You get the. the I wouldn't big spend ten dollars on one of these fucking things. You go you through. Would. You go would. through like crazy. All right, so my my list, my list is literally just the albums that came out in twenty nineteen, um, that I like are, that are notable. Which I'm adding one right now because I forgot it came out in twenty nineteen. Uh, Lower Species came out with a new EP, mm. Good Hardcore. Mm-hmm. Saw them Sound and Fury twenty seventeen. Um, had never heard of them before then. Mm-hmm. Um, they played a part for I think I don't know if it was the first song they played. I think it was the second one where like. Literally within 10 seconds of, like, the first song, I was immediately just, like, I'm sold, and I immediately just started, like, fucking launching myself at people, because I was just like, this is the best thing I've ever heard <laughs> in my life, and it sold me that fast. Um, Wrist Beat Razor, they have that album oh, that came did. out last year. They did. That was good. Mixed, mixed uh, review, uh, reception on that Mixed one. reception on that one. I think people, like, because did I tell you, I think we talked about the last podcast. I don't remember. It's, yeah, it's, it's been so long. I listened to a little bit of the the other day because I forgot what we talked about. Like I forgot entirely what it was, so I listened to the first like five minutes. I love how you went through all this preparation. And I, just I have so much off. free time. Um, no, people were upset about the name because they thought it was offensive because they're fucking soft. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because I I think I make a joke about parquet chords because that's a stupid fucking name. Um, Servitude. X Servitude oh, X, fuck yeah, vegan dude. edge metal from the UK. <laughs> <laughs> that album's so great. That, that album so artwork great. is the best thing ever. It's fucking straight up PlayStation One like yeah, cover art. It's pretty great. The fact that they have a song called Two Thousand Two on it is perfect because it just like captures everything about it. Um, if you haven't listened to the new Servitude X Servitude X record, you absolutely need to. It's some of the best, just like metalcore, hardcore shit to come out in the past couple of years like if you love Chamber Vatican if you love if you love the stuff from the early 2000s like On Broken Wings fucking any of that stuff you're gonna love it to death and plus they're vegan and they're straight edge so their power levels are fucking unmatchable it's, it's good shit and you can listen to it if you're not vegan I'm not vegan yeah neither is Jackson I guess. I'm not vegan I'm I don't th- are these drinks vegan I have currently have a orange vanilla Coke, which is so good. I really like this. Yeah, it's um, good stuff. It's got fucking beef in it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always, like, wary of the natural flavors, because, like, certain things that can be th- mean that there's, like, meat or cheese in it, because yeah. natural flavors is just, like, a vague, like, byproduct sort of thing, but I think they have to disclose most of it. Mm-hmm. We'll have to see if it even, like, may have come into contact with any of that shit. So. This isn't vegan, but this is. So I can't I say I'm surprised that uh, Mountain Energy Lightning, whatever the fuck, Walmart. Seeing that this is not a video podcast, uh, Mountain Lightning Energy Zero from Walmart is not vegan, because I believe carnitine is, like, it's a amino acid that I think comes from... Pigs. I don't think it's pigs. <laughs> there is, there, I think, lucid or lucerin comes from chicken feathers and human hair. I think uh, this one comes from intestines. Fuck it. Pro, like specific proteins and shit that are put into things are disgusting if you like think about. It. But my orange vanilla coke is completely vegan, as far as I can tell. Just maybe not healthy. Um, <laughs> no, there was the zero sugar option, but. Eh. 
I hear those give you cancer. That's true. Sugar gives you cancer. I, that's why. Wait, that's why I eat a lot wait. of sugar so I can start my GoFundMe. Um, I my my phone's <laughs> uh, <laughs> judiciary. 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 That new record is. I don't think it gets much better than that. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, with that's you. definitely gonna, like unless like so many bands just put out just ridiculously good records that like fuck me up. I don't think anything can really compare to it. It's I don't think it'll be my favorite record of the year just because like from what I've heard is down the pipeline. There might be some good shit because there is the meth full length that's coming out and can't say, um, but. It's going to be top five. Judiciary is definitely top five. Uh, Surface Noise is the name of the LP. Thrashy, heavy, just fucking good. Um, Pure Fury is one of the hardest songs ever made. Uh, I think Karma's Knife is the other one that like really stuck out to me. Um, it's all good. It's all just heavy. <laughs> it, I gotta say, the guest vocal spots on there, too. Yeah, because they, really? they have... Uh, Dude from God's Hate. Um, what's his nuts from Knock Loose? Yeah. Uh, Brian from Brian. Knock Loose. Brian. Brian from Brian. Knock Loose. Brian Mar from Knock Loose. Um, Which is really sad because that's the fit my favorite thing he's ever been a part of. I don't even, you know. Like, really? Not even anything he's done for Knock Loose. I just, that track on that judiciary. That's good. Um, fucking top. I forget her name, but the vocalist Mortality Ray is the guest vocalist on Pure Fury, which that song is a new song that came out on judiciary split with mortality rate from like two years ago um but it is i think it's a i don't know if it's a re-recording but it's definitely a remixed and mastered version of it and it just sounds so fucking heavy um that is just such a good record it it caught me so off guard because like i liked that band before but when i first like put it on it, i was sold within the first like 20 seconds of Absolutely. it um Next one is not hardcore on my list, but the Croatian Amor, Croatian Amar, Amor. Croatian Amar. Um, it's just this, I think it's a dude from Denmark that just makes like really minimalist, like ambient electronic music. It's some spooky shit. It's some spooky shit. It's definitely like stuff that you listen to, like walking home alone at night, like illuminated by street lamps. That's a good time to listen to stuff that's going to scare the shit out of you. It's a bit spooky sounding. It's not, like, as spooky as some of the other stuff they've done, but, like, it's just good, like, zone-out music. I listened to it when I was reading. It's music that you can read to, which is very, like... That's it's, rare. It's difficult for me to listen to anything when I'm, like, reading, because, mm-hmm. like, even if I, like, 100% like, listen to it a million times, like, can put it on as background noise, I still can't do it. Like, anything with, like, vocals... I can't. I can't do anything that has like any kind of pattern to it while I'm reading. I have to step through like fucking like rain sounds or something. I've, de- I've definitely. <laughs> one time I, uh, I read, I don't remember what book I was reading, but I read for a solid thirty minutes to that John Benjamin jazz album, the, <laughs> the Jazz Daredevil. Which, That's a masterpiece. If you don't know about that album, H. John Benjamin, who uh, voice characters in Bob's Burgers, he, home, home movies, home movies. Yeah. Brendan. It's <laughs> a good impression. Uh, working on it for years. Working on it for years. It's like 2003. So you do uh, alone at home. Years, Actually, years you know, sometimes, sometimes I'll sit there and I'll just like 
dude Coach McGurk quotes like New York Times <laughs> <laughs> no uh, Jazz Daredevil is an album that H. John Benjamin did with an entire like jazz group is it H. John Benjamin or John H. Benjamin H. John Benjamin I'm not even gonna look it up I'm pretty sure it's H. John I Benjamin. think I'm right I think it's John H. Benjamin <laughs> I think H. John Benjamin has a band John H. Benjamin has a band fuck they both sound right <laughs> I think it's just called John Benjamin has a band yeah, I think it is actually <laughs> so the H. I think it's H. John Benjamin. What the fuck would the H stand for? Henry. Hank. Henry John Horace. Benjamin. Horace? Horse. Horse Benjamin. <laughs> a Shetland pony walks into a doctor's office. <laughs> <laughs> no, this album is just uh, H. John Benjamin with a fucking... Stop, like, stop ja- saying that. Just say John Benjamin. John Benjamin. <laughs> with a bunch of like jazz, like a whole jazz group, and he's playing piano, but he doesn't know how to play piano at all. So it's him kind of just fucking <laughs> plodding along on the keys. It like... For, there'll be like 20 second passages where he's like oh that sounds pretty good but then he'll just go back to just fucking just slapping the keys <laughs> and it just sounds like shit but like everything else like all the other like instruments yeah, are like really, really well done jazz yeah. but then there's just like the fucking plunky ass piano the best going on. part of that is as it goes on he kind of starts figuring out how to do yeah. stuff so <laughs> you get to hear him like progressively get a little better yeah like definitely piano. not like he never reaches the point of capable but he like starts to realize like what keys sound good yeah <laughs> so it's like slowly like it's like watching like a five-year-old learn how to ride a bike and they finally like go like 10 feet without falling over yeah and you're just really like proud of them fuck yeah, yeah. dude you send them down the hill and they fucking go off and yeah like yes and they're like Help! Help! <laughs> Help. <laughs> I can't stop. <laughs> the brakes. It's it's the musical equivalent of throwing a kid into the water to teach him how to swim. It's a great time. It's a fucking genius idea. It's it's and fucking fun. It's the album of that year. Whatever year that came out. I don't to get that. it on vinyl, you have to pay like $300 because it came out in Sub Pop and uh, they only made like a thousand of them, I think, and people fucking... Last time I was on Discogs, it sold for like 250 I think. It's pretty it's a lot of money. I can't see myself ever throwing that on. It would be really funny, though, to just throw that on, because it starts off without him playing the piano, so some, like, if you have people over for, like, a like, fancy dinner party, yeah, yeah. and you throw that on, just, like, kind of quiet to where people might, just like, to see how, it. Just to see how long it would take for before people yeah. were like, oh, fuck. That would be the perfect environment to play that in, for sure. It's kind of like how, like, one time when we were hanging out, I just started, I put on screwdriver songs to see how long it would take <laughs> for you to notice that they're a white power band. The sad part is I was like, what is this pretty oh 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 <laughs> first first two records <laughs> um next on my list is uh the new devil master album okay which, did you have time to i'm gonna to be that? honest with you i listened to the first like four tracks on the way to class this morning yeah and that's all i got through but from what i heard the f- okay i just want to say this about it the first track like when it starts or whatever the intro with the little piano yeah it really, I liked it because it reminded me of, like, um, you know, like, in old horror movies in, like, the 80s, how they had, like, shitty, like, piano music? Yeah. I guess specifically, I'm thinking of, like, I guess kind of, like, a Halloween vibe. Like the, yeah. Yeah. It just reminded me of that for some reason. It reminded me of, like, cheesy 80s, like, horror stuff. Yeah. And then once the rest of the album kicks in, it's just a good time. Yeah. It's it's spooky Scooby Doo metal. That's what it is. Like people always describe that band Ghost as being like Scooby Doo music. This is real Scooby Doo shit. This, <laughs> this is, is real. This is some real Scooby. This is some real Scooby Doo shit. This is like the goofiest sounding. Just like fucking so fun to listen to though. It's so goofy, 
but I know it has to be self-aware in some capacity. Like, if it's not, that's even better, but I hope it is. It's great. It, like, makes me think, like, that every member of that band, like, it makes me think it's, like, 1992, and every member of that band, like, was playing Castlevania at home, and then they came yeah. to, one, like, one kid's basement to play D&D all night, mm-hmm. and they all, like, wear capes on ironically. Mm-hmm. Like, it made, that album made me want to put on a cape and seclude myself to a castle from the 1500s. <laughs> That's how that album made me feel. Because it's just, like, as, it's a, it's a black metal record, sort of. But it's very, like, rock and roll-ish, like, death rock sort of, like, not exactly, like, death rock in the way that, like, Christian death is, but it's just, like, it has groovy rock and roll, like, classic rock and roll vibes Mm -hmm. while under the guise of black metal with some weird fucking goofy chorusy guitars. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The tone on the guitars was, like, the coolest shit I've ever heard. It's, like... It's like like dollar store spooky. I fucking love it. It does. It feels like you go. You're at the dollar store. They're around like October. Yeah, and you're shopping for like some ugly cat. It's like paper cutout that does nothing. This is the musical equivalent of a bat with googly eyes. Yeah, it's so good. (laughs) Like this is probably going to be a top five record for me as well because it's so fucking fun, and like the song titles are goofy as well. It's just all like it's all candles and capes and shit. Like, it's just a candelabra with a cape in front of it. Kids hanging out in the woods with a fucking VHS camcorder. Yeah, that's basically what it is. Someone's doing weird shit. And it's so fucking... It's it's silly music, but I love it. It's fun. I'm excited to listen to the rest of it. It's it's fun. Uh, That was all I had. (laughs) I know that there's more albums that came out. Um, I have... The only other album that I have in there is the new Pissgrave album, but I haven't listened to that completely yet. I listened to the first song, and I was like, oh, this is good. But I haven't listened to the rest of it. It's death metal, scary stuff. The I think the album is censored on Spotify because they are known for just doing the, like putting the most like gory, disgusting images as their album art. Right. And I'm pretty sure all of their album art is censored on Spotify, like it's blurred out. Let me see though. Or they have like alternate album art. Goddamn Spotify! Why can't you just let people do what they're gonna do? I know Apple Music had it censored because Apple Music also had the the last Hotelier album, which is just a photo of a bunch of naked old people standing in the woods. Um, I'm pretty sure they censored that. Oh no, they they censored the most recent one, so they just have it where it's just the logo and the name of the album. But the single artwork, which is they kept the single artwork, which is the actual album art. Which do you want to see it? Yeah, I'll see it. Now, I'm no doctor, but that problem, what I'm guessing that is, is someone who was like ghost riding, you know, and they fell. Yeah, it's and Nicolas they got Cage. behind a car. Yeah, <laughs> if you, yeah, it's Nicolas Cage. If you are not like, if gore doesn't disgust you, look up the album art for the new Pissgrave album. Um, it's gross, but like that kind of sort of stuff doesn't shock me anymore. Like. I can't remember the last time a gore image really shocked me. Like, videos still kind of fuck me up, depending on what they are. Like, I don't, like, kick back at home and watch ISIS beheading videos, but I've seen some shit in my life. <laughs> Not, like, personally, but uh, I've spent... It's been a really good day, but I can't wait to kick yeah, back. I worked, Grab a worked orange vanilla coke and fucking watch some ISIS beheading videos. Yeah, that's how I unwind after a long day at the fucking work site, is I watch <laughs> ISIS beheading site. videos. I'm trying to think. 
if there's anything I honestly I'll kick off my boots and watch some snuff films there's there's a new H3 video out yeah and it's just these people eating like these women like eating large amounts of food like they have these giant like crab claws and stuff like these yeah. giant seafood things they were dunking them in this giant bowl of like butter sauce or some kind of sauce dude I don't really get grossed out by gore stuff but I like couldn't watch that it was like like food disgusts you more than gore watching people eat like large amounts of food like that like so do you hate the Vega 64 Christmas cast that's different though you're just gonna have to look it up because I I that sort of stuff grosses me there's this one point where this woman like has this I don't even know it was some kind of like seafood but she dipped it it's like this it's it's like the size of like your forearm almost right and she takes it, dips it into a giant bowl of Alfredo, and is like, she just deep throats it into her <laughs> mouth and takes a bite and is somehow like chewing it. I'm like, if I put that much food in my mouth, I would fucking like throw up. Yeah, like, every single time I try to brush my tongue, I almost throw up. So, like, I definitely could not do that. <laughs> uh, like, I think it was yesterday morning, I was brushing my teeth, and I brushed my tongue, and I gagged so hard that my left ear popped. That's a nice feeling. Which was kind of good, because, yeah. like, I, my sinuses have been so fucked up for so long, and I forgot to take my allergy medicine today, so I'm feeling it. Yeah. Um, Nerd. Yeah, it's, it's a hard life. What allergies? There's nothing alive outside right I'm now. I'm allergic to dust and pet dander. That's lame. Yeah, which sucks, because I live with three cats and a dog. <laughs> oh, fuck. I also am confident I've had sinusitis for the past, like, four years. Yeah. That's not good. But the surgery, like, that you get to, like, fix that shit sucks, and it, like, 90% chance you will no longer be able to smell again. You can barely smell already. Yeah, but what I do have left of my, like, my smelling capability, I use every day to make sure I don't smell like shit. So, I know that if I lost my sense of smell, I'd be smelling fucking rank every day, and I wouldn't be able to know. I don't think it would be that hard to make sure you don't smell like shit. (laughs) There's a million fucking... You just take a, a shower. There's a million disgusting men out in the world that smell like shit. <laughs> yeah, but... They and they try. fucking own it. <laughs> I can name multiple people that we work with that I won't... I won't name them, but we, I could. Wanna dox them? Yeah, let's dox them. Uh, so, <laughs> one of them lives... <laughs> apartment 17. <laughs> apartment 213. His name's Jeffrey. 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 Um... So what do you have on your list again? You had self-defense, family, and DIY. Yeah, I wanted to talk about some stuff, not like new releases or anything, but I did take a little dive into, I don't know if anyone's familiar with this, but there's a YouTube channel, the dude that just like uploads all these like cassette rips and everything, all these punk bands. Are you talking about anti or Yeah, anti. Anti, okay. Um, I was going through that, and I was just having uh, one, one tootin' of a darn, good time. A darn grandle Find all type. kinds of cool stuff. Is there anything in particular that, that you've written down or anything? And the funny thing is, the thing that I found that I wa- that I wanted to mention on here didn't even come off of his fucking... Well, okay, there, there's one. But the one that I really wanted to discuss was a mass exhibit. Yeah, yeah. Because you, you, you messaged that to me, and it was one of the few times where you sent me something where I wasn't just like, oh yeah, this band. Yeah, yeah. Because that was totally new to me. Yeah, sell, uh, sell the listeners on this so, album. So this album, if you like, like, like New Wave or like post-punk or anything like that, this is probably for you. 
it's kind of like a dark wave thing. It has like those weird like chorusy guitars in it and yeah. stuff, and like the kind of like monotone vocals and everything. Joy Division. Like, it's kind of like Joy Division, but yeah. better. It's like that whole uh, that whole ceremony thing that you're so into. You kids are into. Yeah, the whole uh, new wave of new wave. <laughs> yeah. The NU with an Uba wave. I mean, there was that. I was just throwing that out there. There's not really much I have to say about it. I just wanted to throw it out in the ether. Yeah, you put that out because you messaged me about it, and. You, I believe you just put it on when we were hanging out and I was sold almost immediately. Yeah. <laughs> Which, like, that stuff, like, it's I'm not a hard sell for that type of shit. Mm-hmm. Like, most of that stuff is good to me. The only, weirdly enough, the only thing that I still can't get into is Joy Division. Um, the precursor. Like, the precursor, I guess. <laughs> I... I still think I need to go through an idea to re-record the vocals for every Joy Division song so I can tolerate listening to them. Like, I'll re-record my own vocals over Ian Curtis. The thing is, Closer is not as bad, but, like, Unknown Pleasures sounds so fucking terrible to me. Like, and his voice isn't, like, unbearable the entire time, but when he goes super monotone, super deep with it, I, I want to push him into a locker. Which I can't do that now because one, he's dead, and two, <laughs> he's if he wasn't <laughs> if he wasn't dead, he pro- I probably would have to like get a plane ticket to see him, and like there's very few people on the planet that would like buy a plane ticket to fight. Like that scene at the end of Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. Yeah, fucking fly across the country. <laughs> That's so good. God, I need to rewatch that movie. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. If Ian Curtis was still alive, that's what I'd do to him. Is, and I wouldn't even like. I don't have that much anger towards him. It's just those songs would be so perfect if it wasn't for those vocal parts. And like, there are great Joy Division songs. Disorder, fantastic song. Um, She's lost control. Terrible song. But like, everything other than the vocals, pretty solid. But it's fucking vocals. I can't. Can't do it. I don't know if I want to go on the record of saying this. What? But I'm going to say Joy Division is like the Weezer of New Wave. <laughs> 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 oh, fuck. Joy Division. <laughs> Get really quiet. <laughs> Joy Division 2020 covers album. Fuck yeah. They're digging them up. <laughs> <laughs> Dig them up. They fucking give them some uh, green stuff. Some glowy green. Yeah. Bringing Curtis back to life. That's what, instead of doing a GoFundMe to fund my cancer treatments, I'm getting a GoFundMe to dig up Ian Curtis so I can fight him. <laughs> and so he can record a covers album with Weezer. If he did some reanimator shit, though, he'd fucking kick your ass. I don't think Ian Curtis could beat me Oh, out. I think because you have that super strength thing. If we're talking just, if I was to go back in time and get Ian Curtis in, like, 1979, I could beat the fuck out of him. Oh, yeah. I don't know. How tall was Ian Curtis? Though? I have no fucking clue. I'm, gonna... I'm not one of these creepy people that Googles every little thing. I Google every single thing. Ian Curtis height. Because he looked like a little fucking child. It's 4'2". 4'2". Ian Curtis is 4'2". <laughs> <laughs> they just had really good angles on all the like promo photos. Okay, he was 6'1". So he's got an inch <laughs> on me. <laughs> So Ian Take Curtis that. has got an inch on me. He's like Nosferatu. If I caught him in 79, he would have been 23 years old. So he would have had a couple years on me. He would have had an inch. But, like, I'm going to look at some photos of him because I kind of forgot what he looks like. Oh, this dude might he might have a shot on me, actually. 
He's not a big guy. No, I could beat him up. Oh, absolutely. So yeah, new, re- new revelations on this podcast. I could beat up Ian Curtis in 1979. <laughs> Has to be 1979. Absolutely. How do you layer than that? He's dead, so... Well, I think... I'm not going to make that joke. <laughs> Never mind. I have a better shot if I do it like 1980. <laughs> God. What was the other man you were going to mention? Because oh, uh, Drool. Drool, yes. Fucking really good. Good stuff. I like I like bands that have really simple names like that. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a band from Florida called Gross that's really good. Uh, they have a record called Out of Low Windows, which I think is just a compilation album that came out last year. They broke up like two or three years ago, but they're really good. Mm-hmm. Um, the band Lurk from Chicago. Oh, yeah, that band's really, you sent me, you were like, you gotta listen to this band. It's just a fun time, dude. It's just fun punk. Like, if you like the first two Angel Dust records, and use, like, upbeat, like, upbeat punk rock stuff that like has some like harder parts like not necessarily like mosh parts but stuff that you could like jump around to and have fun with uh they're definitely up your alley they have cool like chorusy guitar effects um the vocals i think have some like weird chorus on them as well in some parts and mm-hmm. just i don't know any of those dudes they're like adjacent friends with people that i know but i don't know any of them personally but i wish i did because they fucking seem cool because like that band's sick uh, but I may be seeing them in Minneapolis in April, so if uh, if I do, I'll, I'll write a review on their live performance, because that's something people do. Did you fucking know that? People will go to shows and write reviews of the like band's like set. That's a good idea, though. I don't like that. Why not? Because that, I don't... The way that I've seen a lot of people do that are people who work for websites or magazines that are seeing a band for the first time with no, like, previous, like, previous experience with them, either, like, they've never listened to them before, which I think is a bad way to go into seeing a band. That's an easy way, like, if a band's really good, like, sand out perfect, like, obviously you'll have a good impression, but if a band's just good, and but you have no ties to them, it's gonna seem boring, and it, like, just in general like you can accept it as good but I don't think that's like you can really have a connection to something if you're seeing it for the first time unless it's like mind blowing so I feel like that's a weird way to review a band and to rate a band like I don't think you can put a number or like a grade to a band that you've never heard of before when you're catching them on like a night of tour because there's so many variables coming into play and also, like, a lot of those reviews are fucking stupid because there's, like, oh, the venue's off. Like, they talk about the venue and, venue like, the people. The like, I remember reading one for, like, someone reviewed when they went and saw Cold Cave. And they were talking... This, like, reviewer obviously had no idea what the fuck they were talking about. There's some pitchfork fucking loser. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were talking about how, like... There was a part of the article about how they were trying they had like a bar at the venue and they were trying to get a drink but it was hard to because it was so loud and it was so dark because they tried to get a drink while cold cave was playing so obviously all the lights are off and they just have like the spotlight on the stage because that's how they do it Mm -hmm. and he was like complaining about it being too dark for him to like fucking flag down the bartender i was like what the fuck are like this has nothing to do like <laughs> how, why are you reviewing the band that you're not watching that you actually went and got a drink during, during like during that's what I don't like reviews I get that as someone who writes reviews in my head and as someone who used to write reviews on Sputnik Music a lot I don't fucking like reviews I'm gonna say there's a right way to do that 
I'm gonna say that you theoretically could review a live performance of a band, but you'd have to do it the right way. Yeah. You can't. You'd have to just focus on like the performance of the band. Yeah. And you should probably be familiar with who you're seeing first. There's also like depending on genre by genre, there's different aspects of a live performance that like outweigh the others. Like if you see like a fucking like hardcore band maybe they don't have to be the cleanest, tightest sounding. Like, they don't have to sound perfectly like the record, mm-hmm. but, like, their energy is what matters. If you're reviewing them purely on, like, whether they hit every note perfectly, some bands are going to get shit reviews, even though they're great live bands. Well, for some of that stuff, wouldn't it be really difficult to put into words what it was like? Because... If you're a good writer, no. Well, no, no, no. I'm just saying, like, some of the feelings that you get from those heavier shows yeah you can't really like explain them to people yeah because it turns like when we saw uh closet witch or whatever and with full and everything when their set was going on i still can't put into words what the fuck was going on because that was your first time seeing closet witch yeah yeah Yeah. it was fucking insane i'm pretty sure everyone like the first time they see closet witch they have that feeling of just like like, what the fuck yeah because it's, it's ten minutes of the most insane, just, like, relentless aggression, but, like, so well done. And, like, they're loud and abrasive, but, like, you can still get, like, some form of cohesion with what they're, like, playing and everything mm-hmm. like that. Um, I've seen them a bunch of times at this point. I'll probably end up seeing them a couple times this year. I'm going to crack open my Mountain Lightning Energy Zero. I just want, like, I have to pee-pee, but... Before I go do that, um... Oh, is it going to be a solo cast for a minute? Oh, I'm just going to pause it, probably. No, but, let's go solo, and we can okay, just cut it solo. out you can later. Do, you can do the fake ad read. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um... The, the best way I could put it at that show was, like... Once their set started, there was, like, this energy that was, like, here, right? It was, like, down, but you could feel down it kind of... You could left, feel yeah. it kind of, like, moving a little bit, and then, like... All of a sudden, you just, like, feel like you're being lifted up into this whole experience. Yeah. Like, it almost feels like you're, like, floating or something. It was so strange. Like, it was one of the weirdest feel. Like, I still, like, think about it and get, like, goosebumps. That's that's also how I felt the first time I saw Beth. Yeah. Because that just, like, I had known how good they were because, like, I was well-versed in their music. I had, like, seen videos of them performing before, but the second they started, I was just like, oh fuck and that it was just like 25 minutes of just perfect which can't wait for the lp so so oh, excited. yeah yeah was that april can't say fuck. it's not april uh, it's, it's it's a it's a month it's coming it's coming it's Pro- coming. prosthetic records um, yeah, which is makes... the same record label that uh reese beat razor's on oh, i believe i think reese beat razor is still a prosthetic yeah yeah good stuff if it, do you need to take a pee-pee break? I have to do, pee-pee. Do we need to solo cast? Well, I just have to pee-pee. Okay. I'll be back. I have to pee-pee. I'll be back. Uh, take your time. All right. So Darby has left, so now it's just me. Um, I was not expecting to be flying solo for any part of this. Um, so what I'm going to do, because I have nothing to really talk about... Um, I'm going to talk shit about Darby for about a couple minutes until he gets back, and he won't know about it until he listens through to edit this, which he'll need to. 
Um, Darby is a great friend of mine. I appreciate him dearly. Um, I'm glad that we do this podcast. Um, I'm glad that he is his hospitability. That's not a word. What's that fucking hospitality? That's the word. It's great hospitality. Great, great man. I'm a big fan. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm also just going to go through my recently play on Spotify because I'm bored. Um, and I don't know what to say. Uh, this morning, I've listened to four albums before I got out of bed this morning. I listened to the Christian Death album, Only Theater Pain. Um, I listened to Nothing's Tired of Tomorrow twice. Um, I listened to There's Always a Fresh Way to Ruin Music by Lost Leader, which is the vocalist of Self-Defense Family Drug Church's other band. It's basically like Sonic Youth, but like at half speed. Um, and then there's No One Deserves Happiness by The Body. Um, that album came out, I believe, two or three years ago. There are really so many albums that it's hard to keep track. Um, that album always kind of stays in... It's not something I listen to regularly, but when I... It's late at night, or like I'm feeling weird, and Have a Nice Life isn't quite hidden. I go to that The Body album. Also, going to mention uh, yesterday at work, I listened to like all of Strictly podcasts, but as I was leaving work, like the last like 10 minutes of work and then my entire ride home, I strictly listened to the Dead Guy Work Ethic EP and Earth Crisis Firestorm Fortune Flames. Um, Two of the best, like, metalcore, hardcore releases of the 90s. Uh, if you've never listened to Dead Guy, you fucking need to. They're fantastic. Hey, Darby's back. What's up? That was a lot faster than I expected it to be. That's kind of risky, because people are just going to know that you carry this whole podcast. No, it was, uh, <laughs> I went through my recently played on Spotify. Oh that, that was how I carried the podcast. Fuck, I'm going to have to edit that out. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty boring. <laughs> it's just six ceremony records. Nice. Yeah, there's a new one. <laughs> no one's in the room because there's only five. Oh, man. So I was thinking in the bathroom. Yeah. When I was peeing, I was making water noises, and I remembered that Daughters did a, a Adult Swim Fish Center yeah. set. I wish I watched that entire thing when I got home. Oh, it was so it's fucking so good. good, isn't it? Dude, I didn't recognize um, the one guitarist, though, because I think he fucking cut his hair. They had like someone fill in or something. I have no idea. On the left, the, the dude was usually like, all haggard looking. The only like one members of the band that I recognize is their vocalist Alexis, and then they have their bassist that just looks like fucking. He looks like a. This sounds rude. He looks like a fat version of uh, Andy from Every Time I Die. Because he has like the fucking like must like mustache mutton chops thing, but he's a bit bigger and like a bit more yeah. frazzled looking. Yeah, he wasn't. I don't think he was there. I don't think he's on that tour at all, so that would make sense. I was like, where the fuck's the cool guy? Where's the Where's the cool guy? Where's the mutton chops guy? No, I'm pretty sure he's not on that entire tour because he has, like, a big boy job and he couldn't get off of it. Because I think he works for, like, like a real, like, big company. Oh. So he couldn't fucking leave for two months to have the blue, so. Oh, well. Shit happens. But, yeah, Shit that performance happens. is really good. That's worth checking out. Yeah. If you if you haven't listened to the new Daughters record from last year, uh, you need to because it's probably the best, like, experimental record of the last five, ten years Hundred ever. A hundred years. years. It's the best record in music. <laughs> the fuck, I just, I was so impressed with how much they sound exactly as they do it, on the, like, 
It's also they, impressive just how much of those weird toads are guitar. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, when I first listened to that record, I thought it was all, like... It kind of threw me off, and it made me dislike the record. At, like, I didn't dislike it. It was just I was put off by... I thought that it wasn't guitars. I thought it was all, like, electronic shit. I was like, why is, is this band... Fuck ton of pedals, dude. I was just like, is this band just fucking Alexis Marshall now? Like, what what's going on? Because I thought it was all electronic shit. Mm-hmm. But no, it's all guitars, all for the most part. There is keyboard, obviously, yeah, but, like, yeah. a lot of it is just fucking just super dissonant, like, noise. What was that? They made, they had a special pedal made that did, like, that drone sound or whatever. Yeah. You literally don't have to do anything. You just fucking adjust the knob on the pedal, and it's, like, Yeah, and you, like, put it at the end of your chain, and it basically just, like, accumulates every other, like, signal that you're getting into one drone but you can still play cohesively with it. Like, you can still play something new, and you'll, it'll catch what you're playing, but, like, if you, like, hold down a note, it just fucking goes into this drone, and they use that for most of the songs on that record. So anything that's just super droney is probably that pedal. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's... I just thought that was, like, a perfect environment to pull up for them to play in because it's all, like, green screen and shit. Yeah. And it's all shot kind of weird. Yeah. I gotta say, this isn't music-related, but Adult Swim's fucking content that they live stream is fucking top. It's fucking top-notch. Their music stuff that they do is top-notch because they have, like, the Adult Swim singles mm-hmm. and, like, Vanus Code Orange did one, um, Venom Prison did one, uh, Super Unison did one, I think... And just, like, just in general, they've always been, like, cool to metal and hardcore acts, which I respect a lot, because, like, I wouldn't consider Adult Swim to necessarily be mainstream in that regard, but it's definitely opening up to a bigger audience, for sure, Um, which I respect. Gotta gotta make money somehow. I respect Adult Swim. I do respect Adult Swim. Grew up with Adult Swim. I named named my cat Space Ghost. I was watching that yesterday. Yeah. Fucking the one with Hulk Hogan on. It's so good. (laughs) That's one of my favorite ones. The one with Hulk Hogan and the one with uh, Bobcat Goldthway are both pretty fantastic. Um, It's all really good. Like, I'm hard-pressed to think of, like, Space Ghost Coast to Coast episodes that aren't good. Because they're all, like, pretty goofy and funny in their own right. Hence why I love it so much. But Adult Swim has done a lot for me in my life. A lot of uh, good memories. It's probably why I like being up at night so much because of Adult Swim. Cause yeah. I'm so fond of like that that uh, vibe you get from being up at like two in the morning and watching some off the wall bullshit. Yeah, it's like TV. they stopped playing Trigun like reruns. Like they stopped doing the Trigun syndication. They're playing just some weird shit now. Mm-hmm. Which I don't think I've ever watched Trigun in order. I've just caught what? random episodes on. Fucking Adult Swim. You gotta watch Trigun, dude. Is it it's good? Cla- it's a classic. I know it's a classic. It's just like the episodes I saw never. I was never just like, "Fuck, I need to watch this." I was just like, "Oh, Trigun's on." <laughs> um, growing up at my dad's house, we had like I don't know what cable we had, but we had a weird cable package. And I'd always, I'd always switch between like when I was younger. The four channels had switched between would be Nickelodeon, which was Channel Twenty Four. Travel Channel for Ghost Adventures, which was Channel 50. Um, was Zach Bagans? Fucking Zach Bagans and uh, Aaron and Nick. Do you know he fucking wears, like, glasses now? Not to, like, cut you off. Or yeah. Because, of, he, was because star- he said he got cursed or something, so yeah. now he, he has to wear glasses. <laughs> I remember that because, like, when I stopped watching Ghost Adventures, that was around when that happened. Oh, so, like, man. 2014, 2013. <laughs> um, and then, I believe... Comedy Central was 57, and Adult Swim was either 59 or 60. I 
think I kind of remember those. We had the Roadrunner cable through Time Warner. Yeah. And uh, Cartoon Network, I'm pretty sure, was like 32. I think I had Mediacom or some shit like that. I remember Spike was 64, TBS was 62, History Channel was like 67 or 66. Mm -hmm. I watched a lot of Pawn Stars growing up. Dude. Fuck Pawn Stars. It's a bad show. It's a fake show. It's a better show. Storage Wars. You ever watch fucking Storage Wars with uh, Dave, I think his name was? I only know that one clip from it. What clip? Watch your profanity. (laughs) Watch your profanity. (laughs) You're you're right, I'm sorry. That's such a... God, fucking... I watch so many of these shitty shows because, like, at my dad's house, like, I normally didn't have much to do. Especially because, like, my dad would go to sleep super early. Like, he would go to sleep at, like, 6 p.m. every night because... He had to work at, like, 2 in the morning most of the time. And, like, I just, like... I would either play Guitar Hero for, like, hours on end, so, like, when I'd stand up, I'd just see, like, the scrolling. Like, everything would be scrolling. Did you ever have the experience? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you uh, play it, yeah, you play for too long, and you move away from it, and everything is, like, going, like... Going downwards, yeah. Um, it was always bad because my my bedroom is at the top of the stairs. Mm-hmm. And I always used to sit in, like, a gaming chair. You had two floors. You rich fuck. <laughs> every, every house I've lived in has had two floors, except for the trailer and the... I say every house. That's, like, almost half of the houses I've lived in have not been two-story houses. Um, but no, I'd be at the top of the stairs, and I'd be sitting in a gaming chair, playing Guitar Hero for, an hour, like, hours, and I'd, like, get up to go to the bathroom, and I'd, like, get up, and I'd have, like, the fucking baby deer syndrome with my legs, and I would, like, have to, like, stumble out, like, right in front of the staircase, like, with my eyes doing that, while I have, like, the baby deer legs, so I'd just be, like, grasping the walls in the fucking railing, Would like, you... trying not to fall down the steps after playing Guitar Hero for hours. Which Guitar Hero did you have? I had... I had... One, two, three. Um, I had everything up to Guitar Hero Metallica, I think, if that one came out after World Tour. You have World Tour? I did have World Tour. All on PS2. Yeah. I I got one, two, and three, and then that's where I dropped off. I remember they put out the the Guitar Hero 80s or whatever the fuck it was. Was that Guitar Hero 80s or was that Rock Band 80s? It was Guitar Hero. Okay. Because I, I also had Van Halen, but that was only because when you... I actually got Guitar Hero 5 as well. There's like a Guitar a, Hero Van Halen? They, ga- they were so saturated, they gave it for free if you bought Guitar Hero 5. So if you bought Guitar Hero 5, you'd get a copy of Guitar Hero Van Halen as well. Fuck. Which I don't think I ever played Guitar Hero Van Halen, because like... Van Halen's got some hits. They've got some okay yeah. songs. The fucking... The isolated David Lee Roth vocals on YouTube is one of the funniest things on the planet to me still, but I don't think I I don't think I ever actually opened that. But I played Guitar Hero Metallica a lot because I still have a very strong appreciation for '80s era Metallica and Saint Anger. So Saint Anger, <laughs> it's the worst. The best drums ever. Yo, if they were like a steel drum Jamaican like Haitian group, it'd be fantastic. <laughs> but it's not. It's supposed to be a metal record. I still don't understand how that got released. Like what? Who? Who listened Metallica, to that? And was like, this is good. Metallica. In <laughs> this 2000... sounds great. <laughs> this sounds fantastic. That was Lars. Uh, Metallica in two thousand three had like fuck you money at that point. So I don't think anyone was gonna say no to Metallica. I think at that point they reached the level of startup <laughs> where no one was gonna say no to them. <laughs> 
man. Yeah, but like other people did. Like Prince did that. He didn't put out anything horrible. Yeah, but Prince is also like a good artist with like integrity. <laughs> oh my god. I would I, I would say that any member of Metallica has even close to the same amount of integrity as Prince does. I really want that Prince religious documentary thing that Kevin Smith worked oh, on. Oh yeah. I really want that. I would, Did that get released? I don't know. I've I remember hearing about it, but I never know that got released, but they're they're filming fucking Clerks Three, so I heard about that. I've been they're also filming a fucking reboot of Jane Silent Bob, but it's still like it's not really a reboot. Jane Silent Bob uh, reboot. Silent J and Bob. That's what I thought you were talking about. They're doing a Clerks Three. They filmed a Clerks Three. They're just never putting it out, but I think they're like redoing it. The fuck? Yeah. I'm so happy that Kevin Smith had a heart attack and realized that he wants to make more movies. Yeah, got skinny. And stop wearing, stop wearing looks, fucking denim shorts. Fucking, he still wears the denim shorts. Yeah, but they're not as big. No, they're still. They big. were really scary. They're still big. They were like jingo sized denim shorts. They were still big, but like compared to the other ones, he looked like fucking four toddlers in a trench coat at, at all times. Oh my god, he has the right to do that. Yeah, I guess. he looks good now. Though. He's like vegan and shit. Oh shit, really? Yeah. Word, fucking Kevin Smith, vegan, vegan lives, straight edge. He basically lives off those Beyond Burgers. I mean, he's got up the money to do it, so. I know. Those are so good. That. They're fucking good. They're like, pro- I think they're honestly like better than normal burgers because they're so yeah, thick. They, and they make you so full. I ate like half one. I was like, fuck, I can't eat. Yeah, I can. Al- I can only eat one. Like I made rodeo cheeseburgers a while ago, but I made them vegan. I made both of them, and I was just like, fuck, I can't finish this other one. So I gave it to my brother, and he was like, oh yeah, I'm still gonna eat meat though. I was like, all right, you have the right. Well, to I'm on that train too, but if I could afford to eat those fucking Beyond yeah. burgers all the time, I probably would. Which also, I mentioned how I listened to the last podcast. I would like to uh, redact a statement I made. What did you say? I went on a whole thing about how Michael Jackson wasn't actually a pedophile. Uh, the Leaving Neverland documentary came out. Michael Jackson is definitely a pedophile. Really? I, I, yeah. I saw that on Netflix. I didn't look into it. I didn't watch the entire thing, but I watched a solid, like, 20 minutes of it. Yeah, he's... he's Fuck, dude. Yeah, he's a pedophile. For real? He's, was, a, like, he's a for real life pedophile. Yeah, it was, like, all the fucking parents and kids oh of the God. Neverland Ranch thing. That sucks. Oh, well. I apologize to our listeners. <laughs> I'm Anyone sorry who for... was affected by Michael Jackson's pedophilia? No, I wasn't going to go that route. Oh. I'm sorry that I was defending Michael Jackson in the last podcast. I've seen the light. Well, I am not apologizing or defending any of his actions. We're allowed to have theories. We're allowed to have theories. I think that documentary... Michael is... Jackson died in 1989. Yeah. The pedophile thing was... Uh... was an episode of Robot Chicken where they... Michael Jackson... Like burns alive or whatever, and they replace him with new Michael Jackson. Yeah, it's like how they replaced the uh, Avril Lavigne with the uh, fucking Samantha or whatever the fuck that whole thing. Yeah, is. yeah, that's a great I mean, theory. Yeah, what's the name of the fucking like girl that they like supposedly replaced her with? A, I don't know. It's it's a dumb fucking white girl name. I don't know. It's just some random white girl that they replaced her with. Yeah, she's got good music. Skater sure. Boys, good song. Complicated, really good song. Yeah. Guys will go crash the ball. That's like the fucking like opening to one of the music videos. It's like that concept's always been funny to me because like they say you want to crash the ball as if the ball is not a public place that you're allowed to go to and have fun at. 
Do you want to crash at the mall? This is a pretty sad statement. Do you want to go sleep at the mall? Because we got nowhere else to go. I'd sleep at the mall. Isn't that an episode of Beeple of Bam where they stay at the Mall of America? Yeah, they stay overnight because like they sleep in the tents. Yeah, no, they sleep in the tents in the fucking like sporting goods store. Well, yeah, I think him, him and some other guys do, but they lock like his family and shit into like a sleep number yeah. or something. And Don Vito's like, oh, no, who's got shit? I just watched like this morning. Like the first thing I saw on Facebook was a video of uh, Bam talking about Ryan Dunn, and that kind of just set my uh, head. That really like upset me for the rest of the day. So then I sat in bed for like four hours. Um, this really surprised me, but I guess Bam Margera is still like fucking filthy rich. Of course he is. It's he probably just... still gets so many royalties from like Element and like all the other like syndicated yeah. shit. Yeah. Because like they still play Viva La Bam on fucking like different channels and shit I always forget he like basically is one of the masterminds behind Jackass yeah so yeah I guess he'd probably still yeah it's him and uh what's the director's name Johnny Bosch <laughs> Johnny the <laughs> Fat <laughs> we're gonna google it quick cause I don't wanna I wanna give credit where credit's due I just searched my own name uh, <laughs> you, did you direct Jackass no it's my fucking check I fucking wish. I searched Jackson instead of Jackass. Jackson. All the same thing. Jeff Tremaine. Oh. That's his name. Good, thank God. Got Jeff Tremaine. Settled. God settled. <laughs> what else were, did you want to talk about? Because <laughs> oh. I, I so, went through my albums. Going through, like, that anti-channel shit and, like, listening to the uh, Lumpy and the Dumpers, like, pretty heavily yeah. recently. And just, like, all this really... I don't want to say like shitty sounding, but just this really like lo-fi type music. Yeah. It really like got me thinking about like wanting to make my own stuff. Yeah. Like more. Like always getting like a kick where I'm like, yeah, I'll definitely do that or whatever. Like artistically, I, like art art wise or music wise. Either either or. Yeah. I mean, um just because those those albums are so they they make it sound like you could just do it yeah. in like a week. Which you probably could. Probably could. If you really, like, put yourself to it, like, yeah. have the right space for it, yeah. Even oh, then, you don't have to have the right space for it. Like, the first weekend Nacho's EP was recorded, like, live with one microphone. Or, like, I think it was two microphones, so there's one, like, sitting in the room and then one vocal mic. Mm-hmm. And they just recorded it live in a bedroom. And it's a fucking great grind EP. <laughs> like, it sounds good. It's good. It sounds like shit. Fucking sounds terrible, but it's great. I mean, what I wanted to get at, though, was, like... It just got me thinking about DIY type stuff. This yeah. is one of the things that I wrote down, or whatever. One of the two things that I wrote down that wasn't omitted because it was your thing anyway. Yeah. So I was just thinking about, like, when did you get into like making your own stuff? Like, when did you? Are you interviewing me right now? Well, I'm, I'm just you know throwing it out there, spitballing back and forth, you know, because we both like. Well, obviously, we're both into, like, doing our own thing because we're doing this fucking podcast yeah. and shit. We, like, we both like making stuff. I think, like, conceptually, the idea of, like... The idea of DIY conceptually and what the connotations to the name are very different from how I necessarily see it, how I've used it in my own personal life, any of that stuff. Um, I've always been one to kind of... Obviously, since we're doing this here, obviously, since I don't have a big boy job, since I'm not signed to any labels, <laughs> since I have no ties to anything, obviously, everything that I've done creatively and my involvement with music and art has all been very DIY. Um, 
whenever I think of DIY, still in my head, I think of home improvement stuff, which is <laughs> <laughs> which you think after like six years of being involved with this shit, I, I break in, like think of something else. Because the first thing I think of is home improvement. Second thing that I think of is just like mocking like DIY culture. Because there's some facets of it that's fucking stupid, but that's like the worst of it. Were you talking about like the like Instagram videos or whatever, where it's like the life hack type shit? Oh, I was, I was still going. I was still going music. I love oh. that shit. I will literally go hours <laughs> watching life hack videos. So you can make an electric guitar with a fucking plug and some metal. There was one that I saw the. My friend quote tweeted it, and it was like, someone melted down a crayon and, like, put it into a different container and then wrote with the, like, container, like, they just made a crayon into a different shape. And my friend quote tweeted it, was just like, why, like, to draw with it, like, my friend's quote tweeted it, was just like, why didn't they just use the crayon? <laughs> no, I love shit like that. But no, um, yeah, I've always been one to kind of do stuff by myself, both artistically, like, I think the idea of... DIY and music regards. I don't. This is gonna sound weird, but I'm gonna elaborate. Hopefully, nobody's gonna jump on me for it because if they do, I'll fucking kick their ass. <laughs> I'm gonna kick your ass. I'm gonna kick your. <laughs> I don't think DIY means anything. Okay. I don't think the use of the word means anything because I think there are a lot of variables. Like I think do it yourself as a concept, as an ethos, I don't think that the way that it's used is necessarily proper. I don't have any other phrase to suggest in place of it, but I think the idea of do it yourself, I don't know if I've necessarily not fully figured out what exactly it means to me or like what exactly that means because I feel like everyone's like view of it differentiates, but how I've always done it is that I always lean upon myself to get everything done. Like, I, I like working with others, but, like, when it comes to artistic stuff, I'm very dedicated to the idea of just being done so me doing every aspect of it. Mm -hmm. That's why, like, when I book shows, I like to make the flyer. I like to set up everything socially. I like to do all of that. Like, as stressful as that may be, I prefer the control over it. I prefer the idea of like being able to do every aspect of it, mm -hmm. which I don't know if that's just nature of my personality. Um, and like, I work well with others, I'd say. <laughs> I try to, um, but that's just my preference with how I work artistically is that like collaboration is cool, but it's not exactly my preference. Although I think collaboration is necessary to make sure that you don't become stale. Mm -hmm. um, I think collaboration is easy, depending on who you're working with. Um, a lot of people use the term DIY to describe like an entire scene and collective of people, which, I mean, I'm guilty of that seeing that I booked shows with, like, with the collective Cedar Valley DIY for the longest time. Um, I'm definitely, which I, I still think that is the easiest or most concise way to like name that. Um, I don't know. I think other people are like a lot more well versed and uh, have a lot better concept or grasp on this than I do because I personally like have never had much of an affinity to the name, to the concept, um, and like I mentioned, like there's an ebb and flow of what you are 
like you could be on a band that does a DIY tour where like you have no help from a label or whatever mm-hmm. and you're just I guarantee every single band that goes on a DIY tour plays at least one non-DIY venue not necessarily like in the like like if you're just playing like house shows and shit all the time like mm-hmm. maybe that counts but like I'm sure you're playing a bar at some point yeah like most bands are I would necessarily consider a bar to be a DIY spot I would, I would think the nature of a bar or a legit venue counts. Like, even if it's ran by people that are cool and, like, get it, I don't think it's the same. I don't think that the nature of the concept, the nature of how I function within those spaces, it really works. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of lost words. Uh, I ran out of words to say. I... I've reached my word limit, my character limit of the day. <laughs> it's 140 characters. No, musically, I like I love collaboration, but like when it comes to putting my ideas to fruition, I like being me the entire step of the way. Same goes for artistically, booking shows, all that stuff. I would think a lot of people are like that, though. I mean, like creative people want to put their own ideas into the world I don't like help (laughs) yeah yeah which sounds like shitty to say um I think the ethos the ethics of DIY which it's a fucking dumb thing to say there's a whole can of worms with that the ethos of DIY I think still exists in forms you won't ever see it on social media uh, the stuff that you do see on social media still holds the same things. I think they're... I, I don't think anyone, including myself, is qualified to say what is DIY and what isn't. There's obviously things that clearly aren't, but, like, I'm not gonna, like, cred check shit. If that makes sense. Like, uh, like oh, you're not DIY enough for this. Like, not everything fucking needs to be. No, fuck no. I don't give a fuck about most of that shit. And, like, I'm not fucking white knight gatekeeper of DIY because <laughs> like a lot of the shows that I booked was at a bar um, and I don't give a fuck enough to really care about that but I just I like when people do things themselves I like when people do things within a space that isn't that's underneath the mainstream in a way because I think that breeds enough creativity and I think when you're collaborating in those space it breeds enough creativity because if you throw enough weirdos in a fucking house yeah, some, something cool is going to come of it. Yeah. If you fucking lock a bunch of weirdos in a room, something's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, Whether it be murder. Hopefully. Or some kick-ass, cross. Some kick-ass uh, revolutionary groundbreaking new shit. Yeah. That no one's ever going to hear. I don't think anything I said in the past 15 minutes made any sense, but I think I we'll get, go with it. I get what you're saying. It's interesting, though, because like I have a completely different idea of what it is, but I don't book shows or anything like that. Yeah. I look at it as like a purely artistic thing. Yeah. When you're doing something yourself, to me, that just means you're creating a whole uh, like aesthetic or a feeling through your own means. Yeah. Like, you're building this, your own little, like, world, almost. Yeah. And, like, the reason that the whole, like, Lumpy and the Dumpers thing made me think of that was because when you look at that, like, the album cover or whatever, I mean, it's the guy, the front man for the band that, like, draws all that shit. Yeah, Lumpy. 
Yeah, like that's like his thing. Like he created that, like that whole album, and that or the albums that he makes, and then all the artwork and everything is like an extension of himself through. Basically, yeah. I mean, he may have collaborated on the tracks or whatever to like get all the instruments and everything, but like the dude's like clearly like the mastermind behind the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, because like, he can. It's his concept or whatever. The entirety of Lumpy Records, you can if you see a, like a cover of like a tape, you know if it's on Lumpy Records or not because he draws all the artwork for everything. Yeah. And he has a very distinct style. He has uses very distinct colors. Like mm-hmm. normally, it's like pastel type colors, or just like strong weird like oranges and blues and greens and stuff like that like you can tell if it's something made by that dude and I think he's like one of the like best examples of someone who gets it and someone who does it properly Mm -hmm. Um, artistically and musically like one of my like favorite things is Lumpy Records just because it's like a perfect style of like weird punk weird post-punk new wave shit thrown in there it's just a bunch of it's it's own thing it's a bunch of weirdo shit made by weirdos yeah I like that um Going back to DIY, what I was going to say is, I think what do-it-yourself and DIY mean two different things because people have attached a different sense and a different meaning to them. I think the term DIY is thrown onto a bunch of things. Um, I think it can mean a different lot, different things depending on what the context is for it. Um, I don't know if I necessarily would attach myself to that label or really use it. But the function of doing things yourself, doing things without, like, doing things straight away from the larger world, the larger sense, like, larger sensibilities, like, what's cool, what's in, mm-hmm. what what you're supposed to be doing creatively, how you're supposed to do it. I think abstaining from that, like, not to quote, I believe it's have heart, abstain the grain. <laughs> I think that's a good way to live your life. I think that's a good way to go about things artistically because, like, you may go about it a similar way or work within a similar medium as others, but at the end of the day, you're doing your own shit. That's fucking cool. You're doing weird shit. That's also fucking cool, and I'll always respect that. I'm just saying, if you're you're truly doing something yourself, it'll breed its own aesthetic that ends up being an extension of you. Yeah, which... I feel like, personally, with my own artwork, I don't think I have a specific aesthetic, because... I'd say you kind of do. I think, depending on, like, medium-wise, if I'm, like, in a certain medium, I have a definite aesthetic for that medium, but I don't think it carries over between different mediums, like, between, like, collage, digital, or, like, physical stuff. Um, but I think in that, within its own medium, I'd say that I do have a defined one. I think there's, like, vague words that you can associate with my own artwork. Um, spooky is one. Yeah. I throw a spooky out of my artwork. I was going to say, like, dark or something. Yeah, just dark. Goth. <laughs> you could catch my shit at Hot Topic. <laughs> um, but I think having that cohesion is very important. Kids. You gotta like you gotta yeah. have like something people can like look at and be like, oh, that's this person's yeah. shit. Which is one of my favorite things about like artwork in general, which I I think that I I won't say I wanna say I wanna work on having a cohesive aesthetic because I feel like that I don't wanna force that. Well it'll come naturally. It'll come naturally. There's but... like little things that 
Well, not to cut you off or anything. Go ahead. But there's like little things that you do that you don't even notice you're doing that yeah. will probably define you from other people. Yeah, and I think like obviously like looking at it from an outsider's perspective of someone who sees my own personal artwork and they'll pick up on different things that I don't see because I'm the one who's there the entire process. Like I like see the flaws, like I I ignore certain parts because like when I've like seen it through the entire process, I'm not just seeing it when I'm scrolling through Twitter or Instagram or some shit. Yeah. But I've always been one that, you know, the same way with music, like, I try to be jack of all trades, which is why I try and explore as many mediums as possible. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't consider myself good at any of them, but I'm capable, and that's kind of how I've always wanted to live my life. Yeah. Which I think that's why I haven't had, hey, quick start just notified me that's National Oreo Day, so we might oh, have to get some Oreos. Stuff in there. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I don't think I have a definite aesthetic, at least from my perspective, but, like, the most notable artists all have most, like, you could, like, say a word or, like, describe something or, like, even just see, like, artwork off the cuff and be like, oh, that's that. Mm -hmm. Like, Keith Haring would be definitely one. Andy Warhol's shit. Obviously very, like, it, it sticks out. There's artists that, like, and then you can see artists that are, like, derivative of that that still have, like, their own... Yeah, style like, that's the cool thing is like you can see like that this is some person's thing but you can also see their influence pretty easily yeah but it's just like their little spin or like amalgamation of all of the things which is that su- they like that they took in and are like yeah I'm just gonna fucking do this which shit. is super fun with music especially when you're going back and listening to older things and you're able to be like oh this band totally loves this band because, like, yeah, like I was going through and I was re-listening to the f- the first two Soundgarden records, and uh, the song "Gun" by Soundgarden off the album "Louder Than Love" straight up has a two-step part that Turnstile has ripped off like seven or eight times. I, I say ripped off, don't mean that like they fucking like bit their style or anything. It's just it's obviously called, someone in Turnstile loves Soundgarden. Using it artistically, yeah, using it in a, in a respectful. Uh, homage to your influence. Yeah, and like... There's a difference between like just straight ripping shit off. Yeah, of course. I was just saying that very harshly. Um, it's very cool to me when I listen to a band and be like, oh, someone from this other band that I like probably really loves this band. <laughs> I just want to get negative really here, really quick. Yeah. In uh, talking about ripping shit off. Yeah. I might... The first go-to now for me for thinking about that is that first track on that new fucking 1975 album. Oh, the Joy Division rip? It's just a straight-up Joy Division rip-off. Because it's just the same bass line, isn't it? Yeah, it's like the same like guitar and everything. I'm going to have to re-listen to that again, because you, you showed it to me, like and I was just like, oh, fuck. I don't even remember what I heard. I think someone put it on as like a joke. Oh, my girlfriend put it on as like, oh, here's the new... 1975 album and I listened to it I was like that's straight up Joy Division did I tell you that a, a girl from Tinder offered to go to do it like she has an extra ticket to see a 1975 in Minneapolis and she offered it to me if I like took her I'd be able to go to it you can go to Minneapolis yeah it's a free ticket to Minneapolis and I get to see the 1975 I guess oh boy <laughs> oh boy I have no beef with them I listened to um can't think of the name of it. Their previous album, I had no problems with it. 
I, I did save it to Spotify, but I was just like, this is all right. It's okay. It's pretty good. It's it's capable. I understand why they're popular. Mm-hmm. Like, it's I have fun. no strong beef. It's, it's fun. fun. But that, that fucking first track, like, really rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. When I heard that, I was like... Because, mm. like, how many people who listen to the 1975 are going to know that where that came from? They'll, they probably own it on the pleasure, pleasure shirt, but they probably don't know, yeah. <laughs> Another thing. Uh, when I was listening to Soundgarden and Pearl Jam, just the pacing of those songs and those riffs made me realize that, like... 90s alternative is definitely like obviously very influent like has influenced a lot but definitely like most mid-tempo hardcore like I guarantee a lot of those fucking dudes love Soundgarden and Pearl Jam like even though it probably wasn't cool to like it at least now a lot of those kids were like raised on like 90s grunge because just on how those like songs are structured like fits within the hardcore song structure also, there was a few Soundgarden riffs that, like, I could tell that the guitarists for Self-Defense Family probably like Soundgarden and Pearl Jam a little bit. Yeah. Like, the main influence for Self-Defense Family at End of a Year is Lungfish, which was a Discord Records band of the 90s. Lungfish and Unwound. Unwound. Um, those are definitely, like, you listen to those bands, you're just like, oh, Self-Defense Family. Uh, but I can definitely feel a lot of, like, 90s Soundgarden, a lot of, like, 2000s noise rock, 90s noise rock, like the Jesus Lizard and uh, Heroin Cheeks and stuff like that. The Jesus Lizard. The Jesus Lizard, which is such a good band. They have, it's such a good band. I've gotten really, really into them over the past month. <laughs> First place I heard of them from was fucking, um, you know Aaron Draplin? Yeah. The graphic designer. He always, like, anytime he does an interview with anyone, he's always like, you listen to Jesus Lizard? <laughs> That's fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> I need to figure out, like, if I ever become rich and famous, what my default, like, <laughs> Your recommendation is? Can you listen to Dinosaur Jr.? Listen to Bug? Yeah. Check that out. Your, your default's gonna be fucking ceremonies. You're Talk real. Shit. You're real. You're real. You're real. You're real. You're I had a, I had a, like, a student teacher in high school. He, like, was the student teacher for my English class. And, uh,. He always was wearing, like, ill-fitting, like, fucking corduroy pants and shit like that. I like that description. Ill-fitting. He was very... He wore everything was very ill-fitting. I think he may not have had, like, money to get, like, a really good suit, so he kind of just, like, thrift-stored it, which I respect. But he was a very skinny and tall man, so it kind of, like... Everything, like, looked like he was, like, a hanger, and just the clothes were hanging off of him. That's fucking cool. Um, But he was really cool and really nice, and I think he, like... The thing with him was that he got fucked over severely. Like, he was going to become, like, a college professor, mm-hmm. and, like, they rejected him last minute. Like, he went and, like, student taught at, like, a college, and he, like, there was some mix-up with his paperwork, and, like, he didn't, like, get all the credits he needed for it, and they, like, fucked him over on his degree. So he had to, like, take a level down and do high school. Um, on his last day with us, he wrote on the whiteboard and recommended a bunch of albums and books for us to, like, read and listen to. That's cool, though. And the only, like, I think he recommended Led Zeppelin 3, which is odd. I don't know why you'd do 3 out of, like, all of the Led Zeppelin albums, because, like, 4 is, like, the note, like, the best Led Zeppelin record, correct? Like, 2 better. That's the only one I like. I, I'm not well-versed enough with Led Zeppelin to really say, but then he recommended, like, a Dire Straits record. 
And I was just like, okay. And then he, like, he, not only did he write on the whiteboard and say this, he had it written when we came in, and then he proceeded to talk about them and elaborate them. And it, what was really funny to me is, like, it was a bunch of fucking high schoolers, a bunch of 16-year-olds. He kept, like, asking, he's like, so who's uh, listened to this record before? <laughs> and, like, he pointed out the Dire Straits record, he's like, who's listened to Dire Straits before? And I was just like... Yeah, I know. I have no money for nothing and like souls of swing and shit. And he's just like, good, good. You'll probably love this record. And like he said that and in my head, I was like, I'm gonna fucking hate this record if I listen to it. Well, like it was just really odd to me that he did that because like he never like got too close with any of us. Like he was like a weird, like funny, personable dude. But like then he just dropped like five or six albums and a bunch of books for us to read. He must have wanted to be like the fucking Robin Williams guy. Oh, absolutely. You know? Like, the one that, like, gets along with all the kids and touches uh, them in some way, like, emotionally. Not like Michael Jackson. <laughs> no, but, like, not Michael Jackson touching, but uh, Robin Williams. I touched your kids, and I'm pretty sure they touched me. <laughs> yeah, he oh, was wait, a, no, he was a cool that kid. fucking wrong. Yeah, you, you, How dare I misquote Jack Black in school, Ron? <laughs> How dare How dare you misquote <laughs> Alex Jones? <laughs> No, uh, I hope the dude's doing well. I hope he has a bunch of... I hope he has a collection of corduroy Jack bands. Black? Oh, the teacher. No, Jack Black's doing fine. Oh, yeah, he's fine. I don't think They're he making did. Jumanji 4. What? Yeah. Where'd 3 come from? Zathura. Oh, yeah, Zathura is technically... Have you read the original, like, Jumanji? I can't read. It's true. It's fucked up about Jumanji, though, because the, ri- the writer of Jumanji also made Zathura, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, they... Fucked over the author of Jumanji so bad with the rights to it when they made the movie, like when it comes to royalties, because it was originally pitched to him that it was going to be like an indie, like a small indie film, and the author of it kind of fucked up, fucked up in his own right, but he still got fucked over. They they changed directors and changed actors in the film after he signed the contract. So he originally, the author originally signed like a million dollar contract. Like, oh yeah, give me a million dollars you can make a movie. And like, it was like, got like a percentage of the first whatever million dollars that the movie makes. I think it was like a couple percent of the first like, 10 million that the movie makes because yeah. it was originally pitched it was like a small movie like here's the director here's gonna be the actors and then it was like yeah that's perfectly fine after he signed the contract they fucking got uh was it J.J. Spielberg Abrams someone whoever directed Jumanji and then they I mean, asked that Robin Williams was in it and he still the author still had that a million dollar contract and was just like what the fuck because they turned it into like a blockbuster movie like after he signed the contract he eventually sued and got a couple more million out of him but like it's still like if he had that same like I don't think he would have signed the contract if he knew that it was going to be a blockbuster and they were only going to give him like a couple (laughs) mil out of it but that was the whole thing I remember reading because I I didn't know that Jumanji was a book like I didn't know that Jumanji was a book I didn't know that at all I thought it was a movie and I was like it is a movie it is a movie because, like, in my, I think I had the thought, I was just like, who the fuck wrote Jumanji? Because they deserve a goddamn million awards, because that's a great movie and a great concept. It's okay. Fuck off. It's an okay movie. It's a great movie. Jumanji's fantastic. It's alright. Got the monkeys. The boy turns into a monkey. It's fucking stupid. It's a fucking great movie. It's a stupid movie. It's 10 out of 10. Indian in the cupboard. You know what movie about a board game is better? 
Um, let me let me go through my fucking dictionary, my thesaurus of movies that have board games in it. That are board games. That are board games. Oh, Battleship with Rihanna. <laughs> I was gonna say Clue. Oh fuck! Clue is a great movie. <laughs> that one. Right. That one did something that I wish more movies would do. Where uh, the DVD release of Clue, it has multiple endings or whatever. Yeah. And it just randomizes like which ending you're gonna get every time. That would make watching other movies so much more fun if you didn't know what the fuck was going to happen at the yeah. end. You just added in like a hundred extra endings. This should do that with other movies. Should do that with Forrest Gump. Should do that with uh, Schindler's List. <laughs> I've never seen that movie. Choose your own adventure. No one will ever list. watch it with me. I think I, re- I always ask people. Because you have it on VHS, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, it's on I'll watch games. it with you. No one ever wants to watch Schindler's List with you. I'll watch it with you. It's a fun. I'll pop it in. I'll kick back and watch Schindler's List with you. <laughs> no one ever wants to watch it. Because it's depressing as fuck. I know. I ask every time everyone comes over. I'm like, y'all want to watch Schindler's List or something? Because no one's everyone's on their phone. I'm like, you guys want to enjoy some Schindler's List? I've never seen it. When, uh, like, no. when Josh comes over, we can watch Schindler's List together. I'll just be playing it when he comes in. It'll be too late. It'll yeah, the, the entire time I can uh, throw my uh, Holocaust denier theories <laughs> at him. <laughs> I'm not a Holocaust denier, just he for the record. Guy. You get this guy going on numbers. Get him on numbers. <laughs> in theory. Um, That's probably my favorite Norm MacDonald like, running joke. It's where he just keeps calling that dude a Holocaust denier. Yeah. Start talking about the Holocaust. This guy always with Stalin. <laughs> no, I, I had a thought when you mentioned Clue. I want to buy a bunch of copies of Clue on DVD and just go to the stores where they sell the board game and just put the DVD in there as well. Like, oh, a bundle. <laughs> you buy Clue, you get Clue. <laughs> Yeah, Are there any other movies based on board games other than Clue and Battleship and Jumanji? <laughs> well, Jumanji, Jumanji became a board game after the movie. I want to um, play. I'd be scared to play Jumanji. There's a Ouija. The Ouija movies. I don't know if that counts. It's not really, is, board, is it's not really a board game. Ouija. 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 It means something. Oh no! I'm sorry. That's my BG board. BG. What the fuck? Stay I'm alive. Trying to, I'm trying to think. What other fucking movies are there? We have so the Power of the Air and I, I also have Yeah, but that ruins movies. stuff. Movies? I'm like sitting here trying to think for ten minutes while everyone sits What's the best room. movie based on a video game? The best movie based on a video game? <laughs> Fuck, I can't even one that's good. Uh, does Searching for Bobby Fischer count? The fucking chess game? No. Uh, I was laughing because, uh... The third one that came up was the documentary Uber Goober, which is... What is that? Uh, it's about role-playing games. It's a documentary. Does role models count? Role models should count. Wait, that's just LARPing. The first one that shows up is Cluedo, which... Apparently the actual name of Clue is Cluedo. That's dumb. What the fuck? Cluedo. Cluedo. I don't like that. You think it's based off of? I can't think of any movies based off video games that like are good. Doob. That's not good. Okay, oh, Tomb Raider. I didn't see the new Tomb Raider. Are you talking about the one with um? Uh, almost said Jennifer. Christina Aguilera. Angelina <laughs> <laughs> Jolie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I search movies based on video games. Ready Player One is in there, which that's a book. That's a book. Uh. The Warcraft movie. Did you ever watch that? No, fuck that. Uh, the Resident Evil movies. Those count. Those are fun. Those are really good. Those are fun. I watched Resident Evil: The Final Chapter. Uh, 
I went on a date to see Resident Evil, the final chapter. Mm-hmm. Uh, the girl I went with had never seen any of the other Resident Evil movies. <laughs> and I obviously never played the games either. So I was just like, oh, this is this. I was like, oh, fucking Umbrella Corp. Oh, oh what the fuck? What the fuck is happening? <laughs> it's a terrible movie, so it does not matter. Uh, Prince of Persia with uh, Yankee Yellen Hall. Yankee Yellen Hall? I heard that was okay. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog coming in 2019. That's oh, Silent like- Hill. Oh, wasn't that like one of the better? No. Silent Hill was pretty good. Was I sure? I like that. I thought that. that was one of those ones that everyone was like, fuck that movie. They made Hitman. Fuck. Max Payne with fucking, uh, uh, with the dude that Daddy fucking does the workout. Workout. Mike Wahlberg? Mike, <laughs> Mike Wahlberg. <laughs> Mike Wahlberg. I was going to say the dude that does the workout should have high beam. <laughs> uh, these are all just Resident Evil movies. Every time I have to walk to the candy to high beam, I have to walk by Mark Wahlberg getting fit and it makes you feel bad. Uh, Pokemon movies. Those don't count because those it was a TV count. show, but. Of course those don't count. There was a tech Tron. Movie? Tron. Is that, what Tron was a book. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. It was a fucking video game. It was Tron. <laughs> what is Tron? <laughs> what are Tron? I'm sorry. Tron was a video game. And then there was a movie. What is Tron? Tron is a blockchain platform clutched as a foundation for decentralized... What? Whatever. Tron was like video game. Best video game movie, Tron. Tron is a cryptocurrency. Tron 2... Tron is a cryptocurrency. Bitcoin the movie. The movie Tron. Was this Tron? Why are you just Googling these things? Because I'm trying to fucking figure out. Google it was a movie first. No, it wasn't. Yes. You're fucking full of shit. Dude. Was Tron based off... Development of Tron began life? in 1976 when Lisberger became intrigued with the early video game Pong. They set up an animation studio. You're, oh, you're forgetting the best video game movie. Super Mario Brothers. Oh, shit, with John Leguizamo and, that, that uh... Wins. Mike Matei is Mike Matei. John <laughs> Hopkins. Head Hoskins. I, I only know... Who's the, the dude that died? I, know, I only know the dude who played Sid. Right. In Ice Age. John Leguizamo. He sounds like a pastor. He was also in The Pest. <laughs> the <laughs> fucking movie that we still need to watch together. Bob Hoskins. Because he was Mario. Rest in peace. God, it's been a, it's been a while since I've seen the Super Mario. Oh, okay, so you're right. So Tron the video game is based on the movie. Well, this is probably really entertaining for people to listen to. Street Fighter, the movie with uh, fucking Jean Claude Van Damme. I never watched that. I have it on VHS. Holy shit! We're yeah. Fine. I think I found that the Goodwill in Fairfield, Iowa. I got a movie recommendation for all you folks at home. Um, is it the movie we watched together? No, this movie. Uh, I found it on Shudder, which is like a horror streaming service that I got a free month of. It's called Demon Wind. Oh, fuck Demon Wind. I, st- I, watched, watch I watched like 10 minutes of it. Oh, it's probably one of the greatest things ever. If you, It's like trying to be the Evil Dead, but it feels like the people who made Troll 2 directed it. So if you like any of those things I just said, Demon Wind is probably for you. Draniac. Draniac's just a good movie. What was the name of the movie we watched together? Is it The Wizard Master? The fucking kung fu movie with the... Oh, fuck, Battle Wizard or something? Battle Wizards, <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. a great movie. And then there was that uh, Dario Argento movie that you were watching when I came over the other day where I fucking had to Google it to find oh, out yeah. what it was because it was... Uh, what was it called? Deep Red. Deep Red. Because, deep like... Stick. The Deep State. The dude also made 
Dario Sargento, Sargento Cheese. Um, he also uh, made. Is that his company name? Yeah, Dario Argento stopped making movies and started making <laughs> cheese. He also <laughs> made Suspiria, which is one of the best horror movies, which they just remade. And uh, Thaw York from Radiohead did the soundtrack yeah. for it. And he actually did a good job. Why is Tom DeLonge putting a movie out? Wait, we can't start talking about Tom DeLonge. We can't go That means back. the podcast has got to end soon. <laughs> <laughs> it needs to end soon, anyways. We've got some editing to do. Uh, I'm looking up Tom DeLonge on Twitter to see what he's been talking about. Uh, the last he, he makes a bunch of Blink-182 references, which is kind of sad. His last thing he tweeted was he did, Where are you? But it, it's like the fucking sheep, like the E-W-E. Ew. And it's like a gif of, the, of a sheep eating. Um, I'm pretty I have sure a, Tom DeLonge's going to be the next subject of one of those down the rabbit hole YouTube videos. Like where it just shows like people's lives fucking falling apart. Yeah, it's going to be like, what happened to Tom DeLonge? Yeah. <laughs> like the what happened to Brendan Fraser article. Have you ever read that? No, no, no. Where like he did all the stunts for the longest time. Oh, became, and like, it like fucked his body up fucked his body up. It was the mummy movies that like fucked him up, wasn't it? He got really like fucked up on painkillers, much like Tom DeLonge. And like now it like hurts for him to tie his shoes. Like it's hard for him to get through each day because he's his body's well, so that, fucked his up. His fucking wife divorced him and took a fuck ton of his money. Yeah. Like it's Poor a really guy. sad article. Like it's a really long Dude, one where Brandon it's just Frazier was at the top of the goddamn And Cino Man. That's Airheads. Best, that's one of the best movies the ever. Mummy. <laughs> best movies. Um Looney Tunes back in action. I'm pretty sure he was in that. <laughs> Looney Tunes back in action. <laughs> I think so. I was gonna read a top of long tweet, but this is a lot more interesting. Look I could talk about Brendan Fraser all day. But 2003 with starring Brendan Fraser, Jenna Elfman, Steve Martin, Timothy Dolan, Joan Cusack, and Heather Locklear. Holy shit. It's all of a fucking... That's amazing. It's a hell of a... That's a cast. That's a hell of a cast. Yeah, I think we need to bring Brendan... There's already that campaign to bring Brendan Fraser back into the limelight. He deserves it. He does. There was, like, a photo of him, like, on, like, the red carpet where he just looks like a dad. Is he, like, a no, he was wearing like a nice like button up shirt and like Aww. jeans. What a nice guy. Like he's running for fucking governor or something. He's trying yeah. to look like a dude. He looked like fucking Jeb Bush. <laughs> I'd vote for Brendan Fraser if he ran for office. Oh, I would absolutely vote for Brendan Fraser. I can't find the photo, but it was a good one. He's wearing a scarf. I just think we need to get. No, it's a leopard photo. I want Polly Shore and Brendan Fraser to collab on something. I just want them to be in a movie together again. Polly Frazier. Polly Frazier, I ship it. I think they need to reboot Frazier about Brendan Frazier as Frazier. <laughs> Fuck Kelsey Grammer. That's a great idea. I don't know my app store opened. What happened? Here's what you do. Here's what you do. Here's what you do. You make a late night talk show. Alright. Brendan Frazier is the host, right? Okie dokie. And Polly Shore is his like sidekick. Or no, it has He's to be the, the other band way leader. It has to be the other way around. Polly Shore would have to be like the guy that talks because Brendan Fraser. It hurts for him to talk. Yeah, Brendan Fraser can be like the he, side dude that sits. He can be. Andy who's the, who's the band? Who's the band leader though? Because who's the band leader. Because like Andy Richter is like Conan's like side person, yeah, but yeah. who's like the band leader? Like the like the fucking uh, Matt TV sketch where it just keeps going like the yeah, yeah. the ball dude. He's yeah. like getting further and further behind the counter. Yeah. Uh, who's the band leader? It's got to be Tom Warren. He's, he's, he's all, he's they just still, keep cutting to him he's and still, he's just like doing the what's my age again riff. He's still doing too well. Um, It'd have to be someone that like kind of fell off. If we're doing like 20 years from now, Rivers Cuomo. 
River Enlighten, Phoenix. En, enlighten me. Enlighten me. I don't know who River Squall is. It's a dude from Weezer. I don't know people's names from Weezer. Well, you should. I know too many things. He looks like a fucking loser. Is it the... Oh, I still have this tweet from Tom Delano. This is from February 16th, 2019 at 10.40pm. First surprise, I'm working on a secret project for my core fans. They will be happy. Second surprise, major breakthrough with the Atom Project. To the Stars Academy is the first private company in the world to achieve this. Working on what exactly the conversation should slash can be. That's no information. What the fuck does that mean? He's just stringing people along. I'm still trying to think of a band leader. Oh, he wrote another children's book called Who Here Knows Who Took My Clothes. And they made an animated version. How about just Insane Clown Posse is the band? They probably need money, right? I just they read will. Another, I read another tweet. <laughs> I wouldn't. I think it should just be one of the members of Insane Clown Posse, not both of them. What's the guy's one. name? Was his name Silent J or some shit? It's Violent J. Violent J. Violent J. 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 <laughs> um, Silent J. Here's a Tumblr tweet. Um, someone like added, like tagged him and said like, I'm incredibly interested to receive your input about the TV documentary Mermaids, which it's just a documentary about mermaids. Mm-hmm. Mermen are definitely real. Mermaids are fiction, but mermen are the supernatural leaders of our world. Pure in heart, strength through love and wisdom like a blazing glorious sunset. Hashtag merfucking men. Is this a thing? That's a top long tweet that I just read. <laughs> oh, God. I really hope he's, he's joking, but... No, dude. I Look, I think... Tom DeLonge's on something. I think he's on something. I think, I think um, all these. He's gonna. It's gonna turn out that he's right. Extraterrestrial day. things. These are just uh, interdimensional beings. I think. I think Alex Jones is right. I think Tom DeLonge's right. I think he's right. I want a three-way podcast. Is that Joaquin Phoenix? That is Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix Rivers Cuomo. There needs to be a four-way podcast that's Joe Rogan, Alex Jones, Tom DeLong. fucking Tom DeLong, and Billy Corgan. <laughs> Dude. That sounds like the shit. I think it would just be like Tom, like, like... What's Billy Corgan gonna do? Talk about shapeshifters? Talk about shapeshifters. <laughs> I think it would be like Tom trying to talk to Billy the entire time. Probably. Like, they'd be, like, conversing, and then, like, every once in a while, Alex would just be like, You don't get it! <laughs> <laughs> like, you would just fucking scream yeah, about yeah. something. You guys were in the business. You understand. Yeah. These beings we're dealing with. Coincidentally oh, enough, that's, like, my apocalypse team. What's your, like, if you were to... If I was to be in a bunker... Like at the nuclear apocalypse, I would want Joe Rogan, Alex Jones, Tom DeLonge, and Billy Corgan with me. Fuck yeah, dude. That's a, it's a good That'd team. be entertainment. I would never, I wouldn't need music. I wouldn't need TV or movies. I would just listen to them talk. That's all you would need forever. And plus, like, look, you got everything you need there, too. You got Joe Rogan, he goes on a hunt. Oh, no, we're staying in the bunker. Are you staying in the bunker? No, I. If need be. Who do you think would... Do you think someone would kill themselves or someone would get murdered first? Like, who do you think would die first in that apocalypse team of me, Joe Rogan, Alex Jones, Billy Corgan, and Tom DeLonge? Because I think Alex Jones... Alex Jones is going to be the first one to take his shirt off, obviously. Yeah, okay. He's going to be the reddest throughout the entire time. Like, he's going to get real big bad. Honestly, I'm going to say that Joe Rogan and Alex Jones would probably be the last two people alive. Oh, absolutely. I think Alex Jones would strangle me to death at some point. Yeah. Because I would end up, like, saying some liberal shit. I'm going to say they eat 
Billy Corgan first. Let's do a fuck Mary kill with Billy Corgan talking to Long and Alex Jones. <laughs> okay, so they're gonna eat Billy Corgan first. Continue your thought. And then what's gonna happen is Tom DeLong and Alex Jones are gonna get into some really heated argument about something. And then Joe Rogan's gonna try to step in and be all like, you guys, like, you need to calm down. We're in this fucking situation together. We gotta, like, pull our shit together. Yeah. And then they're gonna, like, gang up on Joe Rogan. Like, Joe Rogan's tough, but I don't think he could take two giant men, one of great girth and one of great height at the same time. Well, isn't Tom DeLong like ridiculously tall? Yeah, he's like six five. I think he could take Joe Rogan down if he had the assistance of Alex. Jones. I think he has like the leverage, yeah. But I mean, Tom DeLong, like, I don't think he's worked out a day in his life. I think he he goes on runs a lot. I know that. No, but he's probably got like some weird. He's probably like two fifty. Yeah, he's got like weight on his side. Yeah. He could just smother him. Alex Jones could probably take out Joe Rogan. Let me say. Yeah, he just has to start running. He needs a running start, and Alex Jones can fucking take out anyone. <laughs> like a bowling ball. Fuck, Mary kill, Alex Jones, Billy Corgan, Tom DeLonge. Um, I'm going to say... I probably have to... I'm going to fuck Tom DeLonge. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll marry Billy Corgan? Do you think you could kill Alex Jones? Not necessarily well, do you have it. Hypothetical. You, yeah. If I could, I would. <laughs> if you could, I would. The thing is, but like, I'd like to. I like what he says because it's funny. <laughs> I think if you were to choose Alex Jones to fuck, you're not fucking him. He's fucking you. That's the like, thing. there's no way. Like, he is the alpha. I, I think Alpha well, Jones. The thing is, I think Tom DeLonge has the most like female features out of all. I think he's he's, he's, more, he's, a, he's a cutie. He's more dainty. He's very dainty. He's got the dainty hands. He's got the big ass fucking. I don't fucking think I'd be able brain. to make out with Billy Corgan because he's got <laughs> weird. He's got weird teeth. <laughs> he's got scary teeth. He's got scary teeth, and his beard's horrible. Oh yeah, he has that. Um, he's a little scrubbly. I don't. Yeah, if we're talking like nineteen ninety four, Billy Corgan. Yeah. I would marry him any day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But if we're talking, if we're talking now. I would probably. I'd probably. Do you have to fuck the person you marry. Because if we're talking, like, long-term, I guess I would, I would marry Tom DeLonge and I would fuck, you'd fuck Billy Corgan and I would kill Alex Jones. Well, I mean, you could also talk as a persistent thing, like, are you married to Tom DeLonge and fucking Billy Corgan on the side? I thought this was all, like, a one-for. Well, like, a one-for? Well, Mary is not a one-for. One Mary is the one. Well, you marry them life. once and then you're stuck. Yeah. You don't marry a multiple. I would marry Tom DeLonge. I'd fuck Billy Corgan. I'd get it over with. Yeah. I would just, like, the entire time I'd be like, he made melancholy. <laughs> <laughs> Siamese dream. Um, yeah, I definitely don't think I could... Could you get past that voice you've heard on albums and shit? You know? Like, you think that's his sex, sex voice? Is his fucking, like, nasally, like... <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to think about having sex with Billy Corgan. <laughs> Too late. Yeah, I'm doing it, apparently, because I chose to marry Tom DeLonge. I would marry Tom DeLonge. Yeah. His net worth is, like, $100 million. I'd be set for life. And I'd get to fucking go to space with him eventually, because I'm sure that's going to happen. He just needs to get friends with Elon Musk. I think you'd get frustrated trying to give him business advice, because you'd be like, Tom, we got to stop with this To The Stars shit. you got to stop with these weird this tweets. And, like, he can stick with this To The Stars shit, but he just needs to, like, go about it a different way. He needs to stop posting vague tweets. <laughs> or, like, that video that I told you about where it's literally just him <laughs> just, like, yeah. it's, like, a minute of him just, like, trying to start talking about something, but he doesn't actually say anything. Yeah. He's just, like... There's, there's so much to talk about. 
I don't even know how to say it. It's like, you have nothing to talk about if you're not saying it. I still think Tom DeLonge is, like, a misinformer. Like, oh, I, I think he's definitely being tricked into misinforming people. By he's a player. He's yeah. a player by the CIA. Yeah, because, like, he's... I'm pretty sure his whole thing is, like, he doesn't talk about interdimensional beings. He's still, like, stuck on the fact that aliens are in space, right? But I really think that... I think it is, like, an interdimensional thing. I think there's things that we don't see around us. And I think that he's trying to push the whole, like, oh, no, it's it's out here. Yeah. Thing. And that's what the government wants, you know? I'm yeah. getting into real Alex Jones speak right now. <laughs> You're getting real fucking... Cause My mom you smoked a lot of weed when she was pregnant. Yeah, that's fine. But it happens. My mom told me that she, like, smoked weed once and she feels like she did it wrong because it nothing <laughs> happened. No, you got high. <laughs> the joint got high. She did it. <laughs> I'm not high. The joint is. Uh, <laughs> you sent me the fucking thing of Travis Barker on Joe Rogan where, like, they're talking about Tom DeLonge. Oh, yeah. They're talking about how, like, he always used to try to get, like, people together to go hunt for Bigfoot. Yeah. And shit like that. Which is <laughs> That's the type of husband I want. Is someone that, like, will, like, will, like, wake me up one morning and be like, babe. We're going to Seattle. <laughs> like, we're going to Ogden. Fucking. <laughs> someone saw a big feet. <laughs> I want that type of energy in my life. Is someone that will wake me up with like plane tickets ready, like a van rented with equipment. Like, we're going to search for Bigfoots. Yeah, <laughs> I need that sort of energy. I definitely in my life. feel like that would be better than Billy Corgan because Billy Corgan would just be one of those like husbands that wakes you up in the middle of the night, like sitting at the edge of the bed, and you're like. What's going on, Billy? And he's like, Billy, <laughs> he's got, his, head, he's got his fucking head in his hands. He's just like, I just I can't get over how Nirvana, if they wouldn't have existed, we would have been like the biggest band in the whole world. <laughs> Every day I curse Kurt Cobain. <laughs> Every day. I think Smashing Comforts are still doing fine. I, I, I was imagining more like Billy Corgan, like, he wakes you up and he's just like, babe, I saw it again. <laughs> I saw it again. <laughs> I saw it again. I went up to get a glass of water. I saw it again. He was like, Billy, what do you what do you see? He's just like, they're following me. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like, Billy, why, why, who's following you? Them. Uh, I'm going to say you're right. Tom DeLonge makes a better husband. Oh, sure. absolutely. Hands down. If I am currently single, so if you if you can Tom match Long, that Tom DeLonge energy. No, if you, oh. are a, if you are a beautiful woman that can match the energy of Tom DeLonge, I'm not going to classify beautiful. If you, if you can match the energy of Tom DeLonge and you have the money and time to get a Bigfoot van, hit me up on Twitter, at Jackson Bones. I'm going to say that this does not mean if you look like Tom DeLonge, right? You do not match Tom, DeLonge ener- uh, Tom DeLonge's energy by appearance. Yeah, don't necessarily... You don't have to be six foot five and have a weird, like, alien tattoo. don't have tattoo. to be Dickies I mean, shorts. Actually, Dickies shorts. Dickies pants. Well, Dickies pants cuffed. That works. Cool. It's a look. You gotta um, get the painter's pants. The dicky, like, duck. Yeah. Painter's pants. You don't have to look like Tom DeLonge, but if you can, like, match Tom DeLonge personality in a way, uh, hit me up. I'll take it. I'll, I'll give up. you a shot. I'll go on a Bigfoot adventure with you. <laughs> Big <laughs> feet. All right. You heard it here first. We, we should wrap this I up. I know. It's we been, like, two time. hours. Seriously? Yeah. We're gonna cut out a lot, though, so it's fine. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, uh, follow us on Twitter. At follow Jackson YS. on Twitter. I, follow I, I me pretty on much dropped off all social media. I'm trying some a thing. Yeah, f- yeah, you're going off the grid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, follow me on Twitter at Jackson Buds. Um, if you have something to say to me, say it through 
your tweet to Jackson, and it'll get to me. Yeah, it'll get to him eventually. It'll go through the osmosis. Uh, follow YSLTT Pod on Twitter. Uh, oh, uh, should we bring up the blog spot? Yeah. Um, do you want to explain, or do you want me to elaborate? So basically, what we're gonna try to do, um, we got a blog spot set up, and I will. Name the blog spot. <laughs> isn't it just you should listen to this at uh, blogspot.com? I think so. I'm going to double chat at this out. Basically, what we're going to do is we're going to turn it. <laughs> you don't need to edit any of this out. Oh. Uh, <laughs> we're going to turn the blog spot into a like music, pop culture, just in general, sort of like news review sort of site. Where we're just gonna upload shit as we go, talk about shit that we want to, like whether it's like doing retrospectives on like older albums that we like, just like throwing up download links to shit that we love, talking about bands that go on tour, like just doing brief like news blurbs about stuff. It's just gonna be like another like media entity for music stuff. So it is uh, ysltttpod.blogspot.com. That's a lot more concise. So ysltttpod.blogspot.com. Um, there's nothing up there right now. There's well, I mean, the, you can listen to old episodes of the podcast. Oh uh, yeah, but we should have all that fixed by now. So we're gonna get it fixed. We're gonna do stuff. We're gonna do stuff on that. Um, we're gonna use SoundCloud to upload our podcast now, so it's gonna <laughs> like actually work. Um, but yeah, this has been the Rooftop Beatles episode of You Should Listen to This. We did it. Yeah, we did. We did it. It. We're back. We're back officially. And, and I'm going to fucking uh, end this right here. Yeah. And I'm going to end it right here.